This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com. Playing pro football. Is this back from stays how it is right now or well, I, I think this. I think I think all the elements around him have to play better, um, and and uh, and so I, I think again, like everybody's looking for a place to uh, to go to look to place blame. But um, I, I think we got to play better as a football team uh, in all areas, um, and, and and not look to not look to individuals really. We suck again! Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Y'all already know where we talk New Orleans Saints. And I'm excited to do this show because this is a special show because I get to hear from you, right? If you've been rolling with your boy throughout the day, I'm recording this on a Monday night. So you heard what, how I felt, all right, on the last episode. This is the second show that I actually am doing today. This show is dedicated to everybody out there that got something to say, right? They're trying to answer the question, what is going on with the New Orleans Saints? I just want to hear your opinion. That's it. I want to hear your opinion about what you feel about the black and gold, things that you feel like need to change, what is going on, and your honest opinion. I want to hear from you. Now, I'm pretty sure somebody clicked on this, probably thought to themselves, TJ then lost his mind about the, t- the title of the show. Because we all know that a lot of people who like to criticize the show don't really watch the show. They just look at the bold print and not look at the fine print, okay? They don't listen to what TJ Jones is saying. They don't listen to what you're saying. They just basically go by the show title, and then they just kind of read me the riot act and say all these things about me and talk about how I don't trust the team, this, that, and the third, not realizing they looking like a plum idiot, not looking at the show. And why wouldn't you want to look at the State of the Saints podcast? Because this is the most interactive show that you're going to find, point blank, period. So like I said, this isn't about me. This is about you, okay? I talked an hour and 20 minutes on the last episode, and I talked a little bit about the team and 
the things that I feel like need to change in order to improve the team. Now I want to hear from you. All right. This is your time. You can say whatever you feel. The only thing I ask is that you keep it PG. All right. I don't want to hear the F word. I don't want to hear the S word. If I hear those, then I'm cutting you off because this is a family show. And I think that we're all adults. And I think that we all have got enough schooling to a point where we can enunciate and we can be able to get our point across without having to resort to those type of profane words that's the only thing i ask of you all right so what i'm gonna do right now enough from me i'm gonna go ahead and put the link in the chat all right and i'm encouraging people to answer the question tonight what is going on with the new orleans saints all right the floor is yours feel free to talk about talk about anything that you want to talk about whatever all right it is what it is here's the link the floor is yours all right we've got the link in here uh, we got the Pac-Man coming through the door. Go get a wipe so I can wipe your nose. <laughs> if you're going to be on camera, you got to make sure that you're presentable. <laughs> but I put the link down there in the chat. So I'm going to uh, see what you all have to say. And for those that don't want to be, you know, a part of the show, uh, you know, by the phone lines, uh, you know, you can feel free to like comment and I still read those as well. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to go to Chosen. Oh damn! I'm first. Okay, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, we going order here. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, yeah. What's up, Pac Man? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Say who that? Yeah, that's right. Okay, what you got for it, chosen? All right. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on? Oh yeah, man. TJ, man. Like, man, you got me fired up tonight, man. Like, you're in a good mood. It's good to see you. I can't. Hey, man, I'm in a great mood, man. Look, I get an opportunity <laughs> to talk to you and so many other members of the yes, Who That sir. Nation. Man, I love shows like this. But uh, what you got for us, man? But yes, sir, man. I'm answer the question. What I think is wrong with the Saints, man. I, I honestly feel like um it's a lack of chemistry i feel like we got a lot of talent and i like when you when you mentioned that tj in the off season yes we was excited about having all these pieces but like you said it looks good on paper and on madden we still have to play together these are a lot of egos these are a lot of guys who used to being that guy on their own teams now they're finally coming together so now it's time to share the wealth there's only one football to go around you know what I'm saying? It's just like when you in the NBA, you got these super teams. There's only one ball to go around. So I think it's just everybody's trying to get a feel for each other. You know, we got new guys in and, you know, then we have coaching. We, we got to learn a new way of coaching. I know Dennis Allen was here all these years, but we got to adapt to a new system. We got to buy into Pete Carmichael's system, which may be different from Sean Payton's, even though he worked up under him. You know, Dennis Allen probably – I mean – um. Pete Carmichael's probably trying to get these guys to buy into his system. So I think it's it's a change. We, we was looking at the change with the coaching staff, but I think we automatically assume these guys play together, they're professionals, that, that we forget the human aspect. Like, y'all, like, they're going to get it together. I think it's a lack of that. Also, it's a lack of discipline. I think Dennis Allen may not be a hard nose like Sean Payton was. I feel like Dennis Allen is more of a – player friendly coach like a team guy versus Sean Payton was kind of a zero tolerance I'm not saying Dennis Allen is zero tolerance but you can tell Sean Payton kind of got that mesquite to where it's all business with him he'll laugh and he'll joke but Dennis Allen kind of seemed like he kind of covered it up and you can see that TJ and you mentioned it when he made the decision with the defensive coordinator position but before he just chose one guy to be his coordinator you know he just made a call he put um Ryan and he put um Chris Bashar as cold defender, I guess to kind of keep down the violence. 
or the or the you know the elephant in the room or some kind of animosity but i feel like dennis allen is more of a i think he's kind of passive you know i would like to see him be more of that you don't have to be Sean, but like you said, start calling guys out. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to take the blame, but sometimes, CJ, we, we need that hard criticism. That's how we shake back. You know, that tough love is what get us right. And last but not least, man, I know you have the callers. And last but not least, I just feel that these guys have to start back having fun. TJ, I don't like nobody's having fun out there, man. It's like they just out there. Like, go back to playing again. This is what y'all love. This is what y'all do. Go back to celebrating in your locker room with each other. Even the pregame huddles don't even sound as enthusiastic. Like, how we kid, we eat. Like, it, it's starting to sound script. Like, we need to go back to, to that, you know, to the culture, to the love we have for it, man. Like, the passion. I don't see enough passion out of that. I see some guys on some plays, but I, I feel like I, everybody needs to buy in. I don't think everybody's fully bought in. I'm not saying they're not. But it's just week three. It's early. And I just really feel like, man, we just need to come together as a football team family first and, and, and start being more more, you know, responsible and not just looking at it. Oh, yeah, Jarvis Landry, he's a name. Or Tyron Matthew or all these people. They got it. They're going to get it together. No, don't rely on that. Force the issue. Get in their face if you have to. You know, light a fire up under their behinds. I feel like that's what we're missing that. We're missing that that tough love, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I know we're going to get it together. It's still early. And as far as Jameis, Jameis is not healthy. I wish he get healthy. We saw what he can do when he's healthy. You know, last year we was just singing his praises. And this year it's, it's, it's warrant that we have to ask the question about Jameis because it's something we're not used to seeing. But we got to give it some time, people. You, when you start a new job, you don't just immediately become employee of the month. You know, it's some growing pains. We're going to jail. And like you say, once we finally get it together, which I do believe we're going to be in that number, no pun intended, we're going to be one of those seven playoff teams. And I, and I think it's going to happen regarding health, knock on wood. If we can stay healthy and get all these injury pains and growing pains out the way early, TJ, I feel like we're going to jail. But it takes time. We're all coming together. We, we all trying to figure each other out. And you see week by week, James don't make the same mistakes. You know, so I, I'm, I'm hanging on to that. And I'll let you just rebuttal, rebuttal what I just said. I know I said a lot, but I'll let you go ahead. I mean, I think I agree with what you're saying. You know, I, I definitely do. I think that there's some uh, personality issues that's going on. I feel like there's some camaraderie issues that are going on. And I think this is a team that is trying to figure out life outside of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You know, and when those guys have been a figureheads for so long, you know, you, you kind of, you know, just become like a part of the, like the culture, the actual thing. So, it's kind of hard to kind of get away from that when those two guys have been so instrumental in the culture and the rebuild of how people look at Saints football. Um, as far as like, uh, you know, man, enthusiasm on the field, I, I definitely I definitely see a change. I don't I don't see so much of a change like they just quit. Right. Like I, I don't see I don't see quit. But what I do see is a, a, it doesn't seem like a team that's really bought into what uh Dennis Allen is trying to instill in his team and be his team you know it's, right. it's like a lot of guys that are uncertain uh about the direction that they're actually going in but I think when everything just starts to come together you're going to mm -hmm. see guys buy into the system but I mean right now it's not working I mean you're one and two and mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that you are getting as far as offensive uh performances is, is during garbage time but so you know I, what, TJ? Uh -huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're oh, good. but but to see the thing is, we're one and two, 
But the thing that I'm optimistic about, TJ, we could easily be 3-0 and with the right. way we're going to. Because the way we're one and two is not like these. And you mentioned it early on the show. I had to watch a little bit of it early because I missed the first live show. But it's not like these teams dog walked us, man. Now, if these guys just came out and we was just getting dog walked and out coached, bro, it is the simple stuff. It's the penalties. It's like the missed assignments. It's the the timing off. Those things that can be fixed. If I thought it was something TJ that couldn't be fixed, I was just chalk it up as if. It's just one of them years. They got us. Nah, man. Like, these games, it's how we lost those games. This is what makes me mad, TJ. We yep. say it all the time. If a team was better than you that day, then it's football. These guys right. get paid millions to stop what you're doing and mm-hmm. vice versa. But yep. when you come out and you beat yourself, when you know you can beat those guys, TJ, that's what gets me. If we were playing the Buffalo Bills, right, and they mm-hmm. just, just they just beat us, they was just the better team, you could live with that loss all day, yep. every day for the rest of your life. But yep. when you go out there and you're in this fumbles in the end zone, it's, it's missed block assignments, mm-hmm. it's penalties after penalties after penalties, and, 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 and putting yourself behind the A-ball. When you're hurting your own self, TJ, it makes the loss more – it makes it more frustrating because it wasn't the fact that y'all beat me. I let y'all, I put y'all in a position to beat me. Good point. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what makes that, that what ticks me off about a loss. It's not that Tom Brady won. Who cares? Tom Brady then kicked our behinds before. Like we, we going to, you're going to take an L in this business. It's football. Nobody's going to always right. go in defeat. It's the reason why it only happened twice. But yeah. it's I'm I'm not gonna put you in a position to beat me. I'm gonna if you're gonna beat me, you're gonna beat me because you was the better man that day. And I can honestly say I left it all on the field and I didn't take no plays off. You yep. know what I'm saying? But I'll be doggone it if I come to grips and accept the fact of me making idiotic mistakes and making human errors. And, and I'm supposed to be fine with that. No, I'm getting back in the lab. I'm going back to the drum board, and I'm trying it again. The run game, TJ, the run game, the run game. Why is the Saints afraid of the run game? It works. It may not be the sexiest. It may not be your, your, your 10, 15-yard plus, but, TJ, it works. It mm-hmm. works. Every if you notice, every team, we, every team we played this week, Atlanta had a run game. Um, Tampa came in with a run game, and everybody knew McCaffrey was gonna get that ball. But guess right. what they did, TJ? They they ran it. It's <laughs> like you gotta sometimes, bro. You gotta put mano mano. Your your top line against my top line. We just gonna do it. I don't care if we lose yards. Run it back in. I'm tired of seeing on third and short. We're throwing the ball. Third and four. Third and five. We we oh, on fourth and two. We're trying to get a hard snap. Man, go for it. These guys getting four or five yards a clip. Yeah. What's right. the worst that can happen? Yep. What's the worst thing that can happen, man? But that's all I got, TJ, bro. I just wish we get back to the fundamentals. We be more aggressive, and we just and we just buy into the system and trust and be patient, man. Like I know we can do it. We got the talent, and we wouldn't be as frustrated if we know we didn't have the talent. It's because you care. It's not because we you hate your team. Ain't nothing wrong for all y'all, me and King Arthur. We gotta call y'all out. Ain't nothing wrong with critiquing. But when you jumping off the cliff of a team, I'm telling y'all now, if you ain't rolling with us by the time the postseason, we keep them receipts. We keep them. We keep yeah. them. So that's all I got to say, TJ, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of the show. I talk too much. Nah, I'm you're good, you, man. I'm let you have it, brother. <laughs> nah, man, I appreciate it. Thank you, Chosen. Thank you for uh, everything that you said. I know a lot of people appreciate that. I know I appreciate it, man. So uh, call back anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you.
right, yeah. Look, um, like I said, man, I mean, a lot of people, y'all, y'all already heard from me. Y'all know how I feel. I'm just trying to uh, get everybody on. I'm gonna read a few comments and then we'll go to King Arthur. Uh, we are one and two. Uh, we were one and two just two seasons ago and ended up winning the division. Yeah, I mean, look, where the Saints are right now is no indication of what they can, uh, where they can go, and uh, I, I want people to understand that. He's still struggling with the blitz pickup. Um, yeah, that blitz pickup, that cover zero was killing them all all game long. I mean, it was killing them. It, it was uh, it wasn't a good look, man. And I, I wouldn't put it past the Minnesota Vikings to be doing some cover zero themselves. You know, <laughs> like like this, people have a way of trying to uh, neutralize you, and when they find out something that actually works, it's gonna be tough outing for you. Uh, it is early in the season. We need to give it some time. I agree with that. I'm more of a, a wait and see type person. I, I'm not real big on like, oh, if it ain't here right here in week one, it's not going to be that way. I've seen teams that get hot, get into the playoffs, and end up winning it all. You know, it's not always the team that actually start off the, you know, start off red hot to end up being there in the end. Uh, Pete is the problem, but Jameis had two uh, touchdown passes he missed. There was some plays out there. I guarantee you, Jameis wish he had back. Some of the decisions that he made, definitely probably wish that he had back. But as far as the play calling, I mean, seem all right to me. I mean, as far as, you know, it, it could be better, of course. But, I mean, there's no play that you can call for a guy not to fumble the football, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and have false starts. Like the plays that they actually called, those, those plays converted third downs right so let's keep let's keep that in mind some fumbling uh the ball some missed tackles some missing blocks and some are missing field goals tell me it's all Jameis winston's fault are we absolutely not no look it's not Jameis winston's fault entirely why you know saying they're losing but here's the thing as the quarterback when a team is 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 cooking you're going to get the majority of the credit right but if the team isn't cooking and they're struggling offensively, guess who's going to get the, the blame? That's the quarterback. It's, a un, it's, it's an unfair world that we live in, folks, but that's just the way that it goes. Uh, Barbara, thank you very much for $10. Says, hey, uh, here's the question I asked you on Twitter. Considering Jordan uh, and Demario's rage during the press conference, is it possible that there's a rift forming within this team? I don't think there's a rift forming within this team. Those guys are professionals, and they mostly focus on their side of the football. I never really see Cam Jordan calling out the offense in any situation, no matter if they're playing stagnant or not. Uh, these guys are more professionals, and they're, they're taking a more of a, a me approach. Like, what can I do in order to help the team get better? I don't think that they're at their wits' end. I mean, who knows? I mean, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. We know that these guys prepare, uh, you know, and make sure that they say the right things to make sure they don't have any bulletin board material for the press to write or the opposing team to write about. So I don't I don't see that. I don't see that at this point in time. I just think that, you know, they probably are frustrated. But at the end of the day, they're not going to express that. Those guys are too much of professionals to do that. Um, that's, that's the way I feel about it. I don't see them jumping out the window criticizing anybody. I don't care how bad it gets. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for 499 says we also need to hit Kamara in space. We forgot about the screen pass. I agree with that. I don't know what the heck happened to the screen passes, but they've been few and far in between. 
Uh, right now, we're going to go to Keen Arthur. Uh, Keen Arthur, how you doing, man? Man, what's on with you, homie? Man, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, what you got for us today? Man, first of all, shout out to Chosen for stealing most of my talking points. <laughs> yeah, because y'all talk to each other all the time. So, <laughs> Hey, bro, he's stealing my thunder, man. I don't like that. We gotta, hey, I need you to pull up the copyright claims, homie. I need you to do something, bro. Hey man, if he comes in first, that means that <laughs> I mean, he got the exclusive rights to that. But uh nah, like look, both of you guys, that just means that you all are on the same page. And you know, I mean, I think we all are when it comes to like what we're seeing from this team. It's definitely not a good look, right? Facts. Here's my thing, TJ. You talked about this about two and a half years ago, big dog. You said how you win and how you lose means something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you could you could win a game and we can still look at you and be like, that wasn't a good win. Like, you you got out of there by the skin of your teeth, but I see a lot of things you can improve on. Same right. thing with the losses, bro. Chosen made the point that we didn't, we're not getting dog-walked by these teams. It's more so a lack of communication and, and, and chemistry issues on the offensive side of the ball because the defense is, in in my opinion, right now, the defense look like they're in rough form. Yeah, I like, agree. The boys is out there balling. I agree. But like you said a couple of shows ago, because I didn't get a chance to see the show you did earlier today. But mm -hmm. like you said, how long do you expect a team to bend but don't break if your offense, if they got to run right back out there on the field after they get a swig of Gatorade? Because you're going three and out mm -hmm. um, so often. Yep. Run the football, set up the play action. It's mm -hmm. not hard. Sometimes the fundamentals work even if you know it's coming. Right. Like, I, and, and I agree with it. No, go ahead, big guy. No, no, what I was saying is I definitely agree with you on that. Um, you know, I just think that – and this team, and to me, I just go back to what I was saying. This team has no identity whatsoever. And, and it's hard for you to be able to do some things offensively if you don't know what the heck going on. It, it, it's just like they just out there just executing plays. It's, it's like playing Madden. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm going to call this right here because this got this guy going in an out route. You know what I'm saying? I'm going a, I'm to a, – you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make this dude run a street route. That's kind of like what it looked like. You know, that that's, that's what it looked like. And, um, man, look, I, I, I'm one of those people. I'm an optimist. And I really feel like if, if this team was terrible, like to a point where I feel like the issues were not fixable, then I would come on here and be like, man, they can't fix this. But they have too much talent on both sides of the football. And the defense, you know what I'm saying, they, they are too good in order for them not to be able to – you know, go out here and be formidable to the very end of the season. Now, some injuries may occur. If that happens, then, you know, it makes you a little bit further behind the eight ball. But there are bright spots on this team. Like your rookie that everybody was counting on had 147 yards receiving last, I mean, yesterday. So there's a lot of positives that you can actually build on. The biggest issue is, man, they got to be able to uh, play together. And, you know what I'm saying, I don't know how that is going to be. But somebody needs to, you know, have some level of accountability. You you don't fumble. You don't have these false starts. Then we probably having a different story. It all starts with them being a more disciplined team. And then you take it from there. Right. Like you said, beating, beating yourself. Like if, mm -hmm. I'm, if my defense is stonewalling you three quarters of the game, I should blow you out. Right. Like with the kind of talent that we got, we should blow people out. And that's why I'm not – while I know we got to get this together, it's also my reason reasoning for optimism because the, the more the defense play together, the more they're going to gel together. And they already, like I said, the first three weeks, 
they look really good to me. Mm. They look top five to me already. And you know our defense historically starts slow in the beginning of the season. Right. But right now they look they look real good to me. So when the offense catch on, I really think we're gonna start dominating teams, bro. I really do. Mm. I think P. Carmichael, get out of your own head, big dog. Mm. You're not calling a terrible game, but it seems like you're overthinking sometimes. Bro. Sometimes it's okay to just run the ball on third and two, dog. You don't have mm. to throw a bubble screen or whatever. And for cover one, come on, TJ, bro. We we all play pop one, or we all probably play high school football. You know exactly what to do when somebody's sending a robber off the weak side. You know what to do. You either hit them with a screen or dump something out to something to the to the flats with a, with somebody like AK, and that's his mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Let him get one on one with one of them linebackers and cook him. Yep. And that's the thing, yeah. you know. I, I just feel like they kind of just, I don't know, man. It, it's just like football one on one or whatever. You know, I, I get it, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm watching this. I'm watching this guy. And I'm telling you, man, I mean, it's been a minute since, you know, I, I played anything. But I'm like, if you're doing cover zero, I know exactly what you're going to do with the ball. And they know it, too. It's almost like it's almost like Carolina's defense was, like, manipulating him. It's like, I get it. But sometimes, I, man, you got an audible out. Uh, you got a, you know what I'm saying? If you you see, like, a, I, I want people to understand this, okay? Uh, I know some people is like, man, the offensive line need to know what a cornerback, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he rushing a quarterback, bruh, when it comes to, like, having a free run out there on a blitz, it is the quarterback's responsibility to call that out. If you see, like, a, a safety coming on a blitz or you see, like, a cornerback coming on a blitz, you're supposed to call that out in order for, you know what I'm saying, you to have a slider, like somebody, you know what I'm saying, to chip them, or you got to get that ball out of your hand. You know, right. like you, you got to let people know, like they just rolling with it, man. Like it's almost like a freshman that's playing. You know how they look to the sidelines and be having all them signs <laughs> up and stuff like that. They're looking for what to do. That's what it is. It's like you're not like audible out of anything. You're not like trying to move anybody around. You're not calling for like, you know what I'm saying, max protection or a chip or nothing. You basically right. like, okay, this dude coming. Come and get me. Hype. And then it's like, you know what I'm saying? You're just trying to throw the ball. Okay, I'm going to fade this thing up because I got man-to-man coverage with Chris Olave, you know what I'm saying, going J.C. Horn or something. You know, like, come on, man. Like, we, we got to do better than that. And teams hey. are watching this. That's all I'm saying. Teams are watching this. And they have, at this particular point, King Arthur, they have absolutely no respect for Jameis Winston as a quarterback. None. It's right. like, man, we're going to send the house. And you ain't there's nothing you can do about it. That, that, no, that's if if you're not is. making adjustments, if you're not making the adjustment, bro, why should I? Why should I respect you? That, that's all I'm saying. That that's my whole point. I, I know people look. I know people think that I'm you know what I'm saying being harsh, but look, bro, if I'm gonna sit up here and I'm a I'm a applaud this dude and tell give you a chance, I'm a, I'm gonna call it for what it is. You gotta be able to audible out. You gotta be able to switch your your protection, especially. When you somebody coming on a cornerback blitz, I like if you tell me, I'm telling you right now, if people like, man, it's uh Eric McCoy fault, I'm gonna just stop talking to you because I know for a fact you don't know nothing about football. Right. Uh, like there's no way on the defensive side of football, if you play, if you like I played corner, if you if you play corner, then it's a shame. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause everybody <laughs> knows it's the quarterback's job when a corner uh, safety is coming on a blitz as a free runner towards the quarterback. The quarterback is supposed to identify that and call out somebody at what you call a slider. 
You know what I'm saying? Rather like slide out and push this dude out of the way, or I got to get this ball out of my hand as quickly as possible. Right. But, I mean, this dude like just letting people roam free. Like, man, nah, you ain't about to do nothing with that. Uh, you got anything else for us, man? Yeah, big dog. I got two two more points, and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to say is, you, I got to call somebody out, big dog. Go ahead. Uh, okay. And Andrews P, bro. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you probably know where I'm going. The play now, while this ain't no, this ain't no. Remember the Titans, Petey giving an excuse for talking about his blockers was bad. That's why he fumbled the ball. So I'm not using that as an excuse for AK fumbling. But on that play where AK fumbled, the D tackle walked right past Andrews Peeper. Like mm-hmm. it was like a ole. Like he just walked right past him. Man, and guard, and guard AK got stuck. piled up on. Man, the guard play is not where it needs to be. They got moments now. I'm a, I'm gonna give them that. They do. I mean, Ruiz uh, looked a lot better against the Bucks. He was yeah. killing. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell people, man. Look, I encourage anybody to for those that are probably like, man, this, you know, this this play was bad. This this block of bad. I encourage everybody to like check out all 22. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. because a lot a lot of us, you know, we go by what we see on television, but that's not giving you like the main angle, unless you like at the game and you watching. You know what I'm saying? And you watching up close. But right. some, you know what I'm saying? But like, check out the all 22 and then tell me like, OK, who's responsible? Because a lot of times I just feel like sometimes Saint fans just no usual suspects. Right. In a loss like, man, Rohees, man, Pete, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the same folk. Right. You know, like, right. And, and they're like it's it just like they, they just low hanging fruit. So sometimes, right. you know, what I'm saying it, it won't be that bad. Now, the play that you're talking about in particular. Yes, that's that's what happened. Uh, but there's a lot of plays that I feel like people are blaming offensive line for not protecting Jameis, and they are. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of Jameis like making the right decision or getting that ball out of his hand at a certain time. So right. that, that's the way I feel about it. Uh, Here's my last, last point, bro, and I'm gone. Uh-huh. Back to piggyback off what you just said about the old line protection. Do y'all do who that is? And I'm asking y'all this question directly. Do y'all know that if the O line is only blocking blocking with five, if the defense brings seven, it's on like you got to get that ball out quick or you gonna get sacked. Mm-hmm. Like they can't block everybody. Y'all gotta understand that before y'all just call somebody out and say the O line is trash. If the protection is not suitable to handle that many people coming in the box, it's gonna be a problem for the O line whether you run it or pass it. Yep. So here's the thing, man. It's early. Relax. We got a jail because, like I said, like Chosen said, we keep the receipts. I got about 16 tag names that I wrote down for people talking trash and jumping off the jumping off the team, off the bandwagon, just because we had a couple of rough games. So I'm waiting on y'all to poke y'all heads out like naked mole rats when we hit the playoff, around the playoffs, talking about some we going all the way, who that, who that, who that. I'm waiting on y'all to do it. I really am. But yeah. relax. We're going to be all right, bro. We got a couple of things to get on on the right page with. And we're gonna be straight because the defense is already doing their job. They're doing their yeah. job early. I yeah. don't think a team scored more than what twenty six on us. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But the defense doing their job, bro. Yeah. We're gonna be all right. I love y'all. Who that nation? Just be patient. Yeah, that's a, that's the best thing to do. Be patient. You know, instead of like jumping to conclusions after three weeks. But Keno, to thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Facts, big dog, and shout out Chris Olave. You balled out, kid. Yeah, he definitely did, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, take care.
Yeah, man. Shouts out to Chris Olave. Had a monster game. Nine catches, 147 yards. Leading all uh, rookie receivers um, as of right now. She, if he would have caught that pass that J.C. Horn intercepted, he would have had over 200 yards receiving. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Uh, the only time when people paid attention to offensive line when they mess up. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth. You don't see too many offensive linemen getting any credit for like being a mauler or, or j- more times than not. I mean, Ryan Ramchick, you know, as great as he is, nobody really pays that much attention to his greatness. You know, it, it'll probably come up when you're talking about how bad the offensive line is. Well, Ryan Ramchick, the best one, but nobody really talking about how how good he was on, you know what I'm saying, on those blocks. You know, that big run that Taysom Hill had, that was running on the right side where Ryan Ramchick is. So Ryan Ramchick, to me, is, you know, deserves, like, all the credit for being one of the best right tackles in all of football. So, that's that, honestly, he's probably – probably my top two favorite play on the saints because i mean i respect you know those offensive line you have to i think the o-line played good is only five players on the o-line <laughs> uh, i'm not done with Jameis yet but i think he should heal up if he's hurt yeah it's not really helping the cause if you're trying to change a narrative and i said this on the last episode earlier um you have to be able to be at tippy top shape all right because Jameis Winston cannot afford to have bad games, period. Like, to us, we can be like, man, it's Jameis, man. It's only one bad game. And I've said that, but in the eyes of you, yeah. But in the eyes of the general public, he cannot have a bad game. He has to have better games than he has bad games in order for anybody to give him any type of, like, credit or respect or anything like that. Right now, let I'm, I'm just being real, and I hate to say this, but it's the truth. Jameis Winston, when it comes to the quarterback uh, position, is the laughing stock of the National Football League. That that's what he is. It's it's is a is a tough pill to swallow, but that's the reality. People laugh at this dude anytime his name comes up, and nobody respects him as being an elite quarterback or even a quarterback in the National Football League in general. Like people look at him almost like uh, NFL football follies or something. Like they don't look at him and give him any level of respect for being a quarterback. Like every time his name comes up, you see like reporters and stuff like that chuckling. Like they look at him as a joke. And, um, you know, and if you continue to have bad games like this, you know that people will stop at nothing and they will be relentless in trying to discredit you no matter what you do. So you can't give them ammunition. And if you're hurt, then you're definitely going to give them ammunition because they don't care if you're hurt. They only care about what they actually see you playing like because they can validate how you were playing back then and how that's similar to how you're playing now. Nobody's talking about his back. Nobody's talking about the four fractures in his back. And the more weeks go by, it's gonna people are going to just think that that's an absolute excuse. So nobody cares. You got to be able to change the narrative. What was the narrative? I, I want to say, you know, when I think about Matthew Stafford, right? He can't win in the postseason. He can't win a big one. Goes to the Rams, he changed that narrative. So no matter how bad he plays, no matter how slow he may look this season so far, nobody cares because guess what? He's a Super Bowl champion, and he has proven that he can make some of the throws to win the game. The big throw over the top versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that that got them the field goal to knock off the Buccaneers in the divisional round, the no-look pass that he threw in the Super Bowl to uh, Cooper Cup, the pass that he threw to Cooper Cup for the go-ahead lead that 
that let them win the Super Bowl. So you can't talk about him too bad because hey, he showed you that he can win on the highest level. So the re- the reality is you have to be able to change the narrative, and you can't do that by going out there throwing the ball up, playing park ball, throwing the ball into triple coverage, and hoping that your your guys come down with the ball. That that's just not happening, man. Like that's cool if you out there on a park somewhere. You know, you out there playing with your friends, and y'all just throwing the ball up, and you know what I'm saying your friend make a, a catch over three guys. Okay, if he, they intercept it, ain't no harm, no foul. But you can't be out there trying to play park ball and have late game heroics and throwing for 350 yards and, and, and thinking people gonna respect that three that 350. That ain't happening. If, if Drew Brees threw for 350, or if Patrick Mahomes threw for 350, it's probably because they were making plays throughout the game. They weren't doing that during garbage time. I have no I have no respect for garbage stats. And neither should anybody here. Like I have no respect for that. Like I stopped, like if you're down, right? Let's just say you're down by two or three touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. I have no respect for your stat line. I, I start like looking at what you were doing before the, the defense started to get soft and you start just throwing that ball around. And these guys kept on coming down with footballs. Like that, that's the way I look at it. I, you you get no respect for garbage time. Garbage time looks good and, and inflates your stats at the end of the season, but in reality, you had done absolutely nothing. Like that's some Dak Prescott stuff to me. Cowboys get down by three touchdowns. Here come Dak in the fourth quarter, throwing for two twenty, two thirty. You know what I'm saying? With late game heroics, he you know what I'm saying, throwing off his back foot, he running out of bounds, slinging that thing across the middle, over across his body. Like I have no respect for that. Uh, but we're going to go to uh, Michael. Michael, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. And, yes, I'm back, man, talking some sense. Uh, Jerry would call me. I'm the hurricane. But um, <laughs> uh, in my opinion, what's wrong with the Saints team? Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but it has to be Pete Carmichael. And mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know he's been good for these years. But – you cannot run the ball every second down. It's second and 11, you're running the football. It's second nah, and 10, you're running the yeah, football. It's nah. second and five, you're running the football. Like, dude, you run the ball every second down. Like, the Panthers knew what we were going to do it right before we snapped the ball. It was pretty obvious. Yep. Yep. Like, dude. They, they, were, they, they was hip to it. I mean, I know they were hip to it because I was. And everybody else was. And uh, shout like, out to – It got uh, to the point that before the second down yeah. play got snapped, I'm like, we're running the football. Like the, we don't have like two second and longs or second downs in general that we not run the football, and that's because we were do, losing by a lot of points, man. Mm. Like, what are you doing, Pete Carmichael? What is going through your freaking brain? Do you even have one now? Because I'm <laughs> starting to question your logic of football. Because in football, you gotta change it up a bit. You cannot just throw the ball every play, run the ball every play, do this and this, dude. You got to stick to the game plan, dude. And I know. That running the ball on second downs is apparently the game plan, but dude, you gotta switch it up a bit, dude. Sean Payne would have done it, but no, uh, all you want to do is do stupid stuff like that was stupid. That was outright atrocious. That was bad with a capital B. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, when you have predictability, Mike. I mean, teams gonna zero in on it. I mean, these guys, they they have coaches on the sidelines and they have eyes in the sky to like pinpoint predictability and they've been predictable. I mean, shouts out to Ross Jackson. I mean, he was talking about that on Twitter, you know, how they were just counting like, okay, man, they're going 
they've been going for a run play on second down these minutes i want to say like six times in a row or something like that it was some crazy like that i'm like everybody see what you're doing so why not change it up i agree with you man exactly like dude i know james winston's hurt so we're not but so we don't want him to throw the ball a lot but that man before like dude that man james winston wasn't even having a bad game until the end Beyond hmm. or until like the second quarter in the first quarter he played good he played better than last week for sure for sure yeah but then james winston like but then the thing that got me so angry is that it's about to be halftime. We are down, I think, 13 to 0. We mm. need points on the board. Jameis Winston with a beautiful dot to Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. And then Jameis Winston has Alvin Kamara wide open for right. first down, and he just threw it, uh, and then he just overthrew the receiver. And then I'm like, it's all right. We're going to get three points. No big deal. And then they freaking blocked the field goal. And I'm like, can this day get any worse? Yeah. I mean, that was our only chance to get momentum going into the second half because we were going to get ball with the chance to make it 13 or 14 13 or 13 10. That we had momentum on our side. Right. But then in a flick and in, in a Thanos snap, we lost the momentum because uh, Will Lutz kicked to kick it too low, then it ended up being blocked. And then we ended up, uh, and honestly, that defined the game. James Winston. Hmm. Didn't have a good second half. And then, obviously, you were talking about garbage time. You had a garbage time pick. And now I bet it's going to be all over social media for, like, the next 16 decades. Because that's what they're immune to. Because I know you're talking about garbage time. That was garbage time interception because he had nowhere else to throw the damn ball. And then, bro. Mm. Now it's going to be all over social media for the next decade. Yeah. Because that's what they love to do. They just love to be, oh, that's an interception. Even though that he had nowhere else to throw the ball, I'm just going to post this all over my Snapchat, all, all over my Facebook, all over my Instagram. <laughs> no one cares. It's garbage time. He had one. I know I think he technically had two or three interceptions. He only had one interception for me because that, only, because that one interception was the only one that counted. Yeah. I mean, look, there's going to be times where a quarterback will throw an interception and you know, it, it would be like doing a, you know what I'm saying? You're just trying to make a play. But at the end of the day, how you can how you can pinpoint that, Mike, mm-hmm. as time goes on, people are not going to be able to justify that. They're just going to look at it like, well, they're just going to add on to if he was to get more interceptions. They're just going to add that on because that's how they create narratives. And, and look, once again, um, you can't make it easy for them to create these type of narratives and you cannot start late like that. You know, like you cannot like the saints right now, I want to say they got like 30, 35 or 36 points in a full quarter. Like they have 14 points. They got 14 points in in three games, 14 points in the first three quarters. That's terrible. Exactly. Like like You're basically getting points off soft coverage. So exactly, man. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna win like that. As you exactly, start to get dude. deep, as, as, when you start to get deep into your schedule, when you're really playing like some of the top teams in the National Football League, you cannot afford to wait till the fourth quarter in order for you to be able yeah, to do. Like, so they gotta strike. Like, you gotta high. play all four quarters. Like you can't, like, dude. You can't be like, all right, we're gonna make a fourth quarter comeback, dude. You gotta start. From the first kickoff to the last play, you gotta treat every like this is what mindset I want the Saints players to have. 
Treat mm-hmm. every game like it's your last. You know how Drew Brees was? He tried to ball out as hard as he can because that was his last game of his career. You right. got to ball out like it's your last game of your entire career as a player. Because, dude, if you're just walking in there and you're like, ah, this is a normal game. Let's just go have fun. No, dude. Like, every game matters, dude. I, mm-hmm. I, I never said we were going 17-0 or anything, yeah. but try to win the majority of your games. To be honest, I don't even think we're going to win th- uh, this upcoming week because I'm yeah. not a biased person. Like, I, I'm not a person that's saying that we're going to win every game. Yeah. I'm not biased. Like, if we lo- – it, it, like, say we were playing an 11-0 team and they score, like – and they score basically every drive. Are you saying that we're going to win? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, dude. For example, man, like, honestly, I, I don't be surprised if we get blown out by the Vikings, how we've been playing. Yeah. I won't. I, I, and, I, and it hurts me in the heart to say that. I'm not and – and through the, all of those Saints, negativity, less person. I'm not trying to be negative. Like, I'm just trying to say the facts. Yeah. And if you don't like that, then I don't care. But like, – <laughs> You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so the Saints, man, like – and plus, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry got injured last game, so I don't mm-hmm. know how good we're gonna be, man. Well, they should be okay. Play. They should be okay. Um, they both exactly, uh, got evaluated, exactly. so they should be they should be able to play Sunday. That's that's yeah, every, now, that's all. But now our happen. entire team is banged up, like because Landry and Thomas are now gonna have to play with that on the record books. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I honestly, obviously, I'm picking the Saints to win, but. I honestly think we're probably going to get blown out of how we've been playing. If we don't get blown out, it's going to be freaking garbage time stats. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, the Saints want to wake up in the last 10 minutes of every game, even though they're down by 20 points. Man, I don't get That's it. That's not I, how you play football. <laughs> I guess, you know, they, they got that old saying, we got them right where we want them. So I guess when you go down 20, that's when, that's when they start to wake up, Mike. But, uh, exactly. Like, dude, only the first game we won because the Falcons are the Falcons. That was the only reason that we won the game because the Falcons, Falcon, dude. The only reason we won that freaking game, uh, even though we were down by like 16, is because the Falcons are the Falcons, dude. We yeah. are, uh, we are a Falcons not, Falcons not blowing a lead away from being 0 and 3. Do you know how bad that sounds? Do yeah. you know? And to the person that said we were wanting to, uh, two years ago, uh, that and we won the division. Yes, we did, but this is this, but this is a different team. Mm. You can't take the past. For example, we always said that we own Tom Brady. Well, guess what? He just beat us. Yep. You can't take past references and put them in the in in, in the present. That ain't gonna cut it, dude. Cause like, dude, the present is the present. The past is the past. Future is future. You cannot take past and put it in the present. Yes. It was fun saying that we own Tom Brady, but now I can't say that because he actually has a win on us in the regular season. So, dude, and then like, yeah, we made, yeah, we won the division that one and two two years ago. But, but guys, Buccaneers got better. You can even say the Panthers got better. Heck, the Falcons, they did get worse, but they are still competitive. They nearly beat the Rams for crying out loud. A yep. team that just won the Super Bowl. Yep. And so, yep. dude, you cannot say that we're gonna win. Like, I would love to win the division. But I just can't say that right now of how we've been playing. Because to be honest, we might be the weakest team in the division. Yeah, I mean, they're uncompetitive. I don't, I, I don't want to say they're uncompetitive. I just think that they're undisciplined. Like, I, I still feel the, like, 
I feel like if they if they put it all together, if they put it all together, Mike, I feel like they will be in a better position. Like I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Like, and I'm asking I'm asking people in the chat this and people that's listening, like even those that ain't not in the chat, you just just so happen to be listening at home or wherever you are, right? This this is the question uh that I have for you. Yeah, looking at this team, looking at this team. Who on this team do you feel like can't is not is incapable of helping this team make the playoffs? Based on the wide receiver group, the running backs, the line, the, the linebackers, the defensive ends, who is on this team like you can just be like, man, we not, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we not capable of doing absolutely nothing. I know, man. Like- because I mean, I'm just saying, like, every at every level. There is a guy who is capable of making plays. I know, man. Like, and to the guy that I was talking about, it looks good on paper. This team looks like the best team in the NFL on paper. But when it comes to the field purposes, we suck, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the only, maybe there's only four, maybe it's, there's only a fourth quarter that maybe we could win games. But no, there has to be four quarters, not just one quarter that's labeled fourth quarter, dude. Like, man, the Saints are not like the Saints. They're doing what the Falcons like. They're doing reverse Falcon psychology, where the Falcons start off hot, but then end so. We like to start off slow, but then end hot, even though it doesn't amount. Like, dude, if we were th- say we were three and zero. And what and what happened happened when we came back in all three of the games. Mm-hmm. People aren't gonna take you seriously because you had to come back. It's not like you started slow and just kept the lead for like the majority of the game. No, you had to pick yourself back up. The Saints are a second half team, but I don't like that narrative, dude. I want the Saints to be a first quarter team, a second quarter team, a third quarter team, fourth quarter team, heck, maybe an overtime team. I don't care how much periods this team has to do. This team, I don't care. I don't care if it's the playoffs and we're in the tenth overtime. I don't care. This team has to find a way to get out of their slump because we were hyping up this team all off season, saying that this defense is going to be elite, which it's proven that it can be. It, it, it is. But <laughs> offense, we were saying it's going to be elite too. What's the James is not looking good. Pete Carmichael going calling good plays. Uh, Michael Thomas is still doing his thing, but. And Alvin Kamara not looking that good, uh, but uh, Jarvis Landry he's looking pretty solid, man. But everybody else on this team is not really playing up the part, dude. Like you cannot rely on Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, and Jarvis Landry, the amazing trio, to carry the team. That's not how it works. The O line has to protect them more. The defense, like, dude, that's why I think we're going to lose on Sunday. To be honest with you, because. We're gonna to have to play Justin Jefferson in the morning for crying out loud. Well, not, I'm not the afternoon. I'm, I'm, I'm the not. I, I'm gonna be honest. I ain't, I'm not concerned about that. I mean, the way Marshall Lattimore been playing, I think he should be okay. Adam Thielen yeah. is the person that I have like but that I'm concerned is, about. But the thing <laughs> is, the defense is gonna probably be worn out because of how much the offense is like of how much the defense is on the field. Because after, like for some reason, the first drive. Always looks good. We're saying this offense is looking strong every first drive. And then two things either happen. One, we kick a field goal just so we don't score for until the fourth quarter. Or two, we don't score at all because penalties. You know the reference called son of a gun? No, I, literally, I, heard. I literally think everybody on this team is literally the son of a gun. Because they keep shooting themselves in the dang foot with 
penalty, penalty. Oh, that's a touchdown penalty. Oh, that's a first down penalty. Like, dude, yeah, that makes no they, sense. Yeah, Mike, they definitely shooting um, themselves in the foot, man. But, hey, I got a few more calls I got to get to, but I appreciate the passion. I appreciate everything that you said, and uh, call back anytime, all right? All right. All right, take care, man. Bye. All right. Yeah, shouts out to Mike, man. As y'all can see, man, the, the, the guy is passionate. He loves the Saints. And, uh, you know, he ain't holding nothing back. You got to be real. Got to be real about what you see. Um, You know, I don't feel like, you know, you're any less of a fan because you're critical of the team. Now, I will say this. Um, I think that we have to be very, very careful about where we, we place our blame because I think a lot of times people are just so upset that they want change in some capacity in order for them to like completely like you know suspend their thoughts about what they're actually seeing they want to see some some improvement so i mean i asked the question you know who's on this team that you feel like you know isn't capable of uh of winning you know saying of winning games or or being you know saying a leading this team you know saying to be able to do some some things and uh i don't know i'm gonna stroll back up i'm gonna try to see uh, if anybody said anything, uh, obviously there's people saying Winston. Big Sean says needs a quarterback. Uh, Frank stop blaming the biggest strength on our team is Jameis, who sucks. 0-13 is not garbage time. Uh, J- Jerry is, is not garbage time, uh, but it's the fourth quarter. It's, it's the fourth quarter. It's the fourth quarter. You haven't done anything for three quarters. Teams, you know what I'm saying, got a lead, nine minutes left, eight minutes left. Guess what? You know what I'm saying? It, the, the coverage is going to be soft because, you know, uh, now I will say this. The coverage was not soft because I think what happened was they learned from the Atlanta Falcons. I think if the Atlanta Falcons would have held on for that victory, I don't think you would have seen them blitzing from sunup to sundown, right? So I think that when uh, when Dean Pease Talk, called off the dogs on Jameis, and he was able to find those soft spots, and the Saints start making plays, and they stopped blitzing. That's when I feel like you know the Panthers actually learned from that. Like, man, we're gonna blitz this dude all night, all day. Uh, LOL. So we the best four quarter team in the NFL. Yes, we are, and that's not a good thing in this regard. Where's Hardy? I have absolutely no idea. Uh, everybody was saying that he practiced all week. Uh, some people saying he was a healthy scratch. I seen he was on injury report. He had a foot injury. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, that is weird, though, that you had Jarvis Land. You rather have Jarvis Landry returning kicks, you know, <laughs> did Deontay Hardy. I, I don't know. Uh, you need to bring back uh, Rob Ryan to help this team out. With what? <laughs> help him out with what? Undis- like, you talk about undisciplined. Uh, nah. No, no. Hell no. To the no, 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 yeah, to the no. That ain't it, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's a matter of time before Traquan back on the injury list. Well, Traquan stepped up yesterday, had over 100 yards receiving. I asked the question. I said, who would have thought that Traquan Smith, that Traquan Smith would hit 100 yards before Michael Thomas? <laughs> We're not losing. I'm not going to admit defeat before the game for nobody. Marshawn been clamping. Yeah, he definitely been clamping people up. Hope that continues. Dennis Allen is Sean Payton 2.0. The Saints have been going uh, downhill the last five years. 
Facts. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you call playoff appearances and, and, and division championships like downhill? I don't know about that, man. I don't know. Identity issues have formed that got to be broken. Game plans must change. Yeah, I agree. You definitely got to change it up. Too much predictability. Call the voodoo lady for another blessing to set the tone. <laughs> Uh, get washed off the return team. Uh, returning kicks, yes. On the return team as a blocker, absolutely not. He one of the best. Uh, we gonna win. Traquan already on the injury list with a concussion. Hey man, but he made one hell of a catch. You know what I'm saying? So he contributed. So we got to give uh, Traquan some slack this week, right? Because he did step up and make some plays when the Saints needed him. So, so it was Tua stat two weeks ago versus Baltimore get garbage stats. They were down 28 points. Were those garbage stats, even though they came back to win? All I'm saying is, I want you to understand. Okay, Jared, let me put this in context for you, all right? Because I want you to understand this, all right? When teams are playing soft defense, you know, it's easier for these quarterbacks to be able to make plays. When in his, you know, what I'm saying in that regards, they won. So therefore, it's going to look like as if you know, what I'm saying like it was late game heroics. But if you're throwing for 350 plum odd yards and a loss, <laughs> then nobody cares. It's, it's garbage. It, it's irrelevant. It it looks good. It looks sexy. You might even end up like, you know what I'm saying, being on the uh, fantasy football list for the most points or whatever. But still, what has it generated? It's a bunch of empty, empty calories. It's empty calories, period. Like if you lose, and you throw for 350 yards, that is empty calories. Now, if you throw for 350 yards and you win, then it looked like a heroic come-from-behind victory. You know, that's that's the reason why against the Atlanta Falcons, when they when they, uh, he came back, everybody was like, man, that's 16 to 19, 212 yards. But if he went 16 for 19 for 212 yards and they lost, nobody would care. Nobody would care. It's about the end result. And that, I know that sound that sound crazy, but it's a fact. If you throw for 350 yards and you don't win, nobody cares. It's, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It looked good on the stat sheet, but it ain't generating. It ain't generating to the ultimate goal, which is success. Tim, thank you very much for the ten dollars. Says it's, it's lack of discipline and serious lack of urgency. Let's be honest. I can't say the injury is holding Jameis back because. As soon as it's the fourth quarter, he feels better. How, Sway? How? I don't know. Can't answer that, Sway. How, Sway? How? <laughs> Are you going to just marginalize me until I'm out of my moment? <laughs> hmm. You ain't got the answer, Sway. You ain't got the answers. We're going to go to Jerry. Jerry, how you doing, man? <laughs> Hey, you a fool, bro. Hey, man. How you doing, man? How you doing, I'm man? Doing good, bro. I'm, I'm glad doing you're good, here. Hey, man. Thanks for calling in, man. What, what you got for us? Oh, my God, bro. Everybody, everything that you said, TJ, everything that Chosen said, what uh, King Arthur said, and just recently what Michael said, woo. I, I I got I got no words. I mean, they yes. said they they made some good points on tonight, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree. But uh, but uh, but sorry, but uh, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't make your um 
your post game uh, report on Sunday because uh, my church had a um, had a homecoming and a family and friends day program yesterday, so okay. I had to because. But I did I did see the game, but after that after that last touchdown that I saw on Sunday, mm-hmm. I, so I was ready, I was ready to walk out the door anyway on my way back to the church. <laughs> so, you know, so, so you know, so you know, I had to do some heavy praying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we and all was, did, man. And, look, and my and my church member was like, "What, what, 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 what Junior?" Had? I mean, oh, he's oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. No question about it. Hmm. And, and, and everybody looking at me like, 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 what? Well, man, what's wrong with this? Ain't they? I said they they losing. <laughs> we sorry. We sorry. Oh, that's what oh, happened. No. Oh no! They, 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 we they suck got... again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but seriously, uh, this 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 offense, uh, TJ, they they really really need to get back on their P's and Q's for real. They really, mm-hmm. they really do because I mean, I mean, take for example, I'm okay. It's like second and let's say three or third and three or four or mm-hmm. five. Right. Why you want to pass the ball and you got running backs like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and, and probably Dwayne Washington to run the ball? Mm-hmm. Why you want to pass the ball and you got those three running backs that will run about five or six yards to keep your drive going? Right. I mean, I, I mean, agree. I mean, seriously. I mean, help me out, who that nation. I mean, I mean, would you would you rather run the ball or try to risk to try to make a big play? Man, all I know is you just got to take what the defense give you sometime and live to fight another day. I, I hear all this stuff like, man, I got to make this decision. I got to make that decision. But man, in real time, like I don't know what like. Look, I never played the quarterback position in the NFL. I'm pretty sure things are just flying by you, but man like it's okay to check it down to the playmakers you know what i'm saying like yes at this particular point i mean alvin kamara man we all know that he is like so important like to the passing game and the fact mm-hmm. that you're not giving this dude the ball in the flat and checking it down to him in order for him to make plays it was like one play he threw to him you know what i'm saying he ended up like i don't know if uh, maybe it was a running play i don't know but he ended up like you know what i'm saying getting some yards and I'm like, man, just take what the defense gives you sometimes. You ain't got to always just try to chuck it uh, down the field. And I, I I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know, the undisciplined offensive line, the false starts, the, the fumbling. Like, yeah. it's just, like, I know people it, it, just want to continue to blame this dude, man. But, like, how can you justify that? Like, on that first drive. You know what I'm saying? What, like, look at, look at that first drive. They was, they was rolling down the field. Until yes, they had, like, the, the blocking penalty on Mark Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A false start. That, they got him bogus. out of field goal range. Come on, now. Like, man, I, I'm just saying, I, like, I, I, we, T, can, T, we can blame what, mm-hmm. Bro, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, and that and that's the problem, bro. That, and, and I say this all the time, TJ. I was just on with CB on the WDN chat line earlier. And also, shout out to that team. Also, mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Miss Tara T-Mama. Smacker Smith that's in the chat because she came on that show and dropped some fire to the Tahoe that nation. I mm. mean, if you and, and for those that didn't check it out, I I encourage you, I highly recommend y'all. Please, ma'am, please, sir, go check out the WDN chat line podcast from earlier today. He had he had people calling in, especially with Miss Tara, because mm. she came over and dropped some knowledge for us. 
And I, I and I hope and I hope she's still in the chat. I hope she's on uh while you're still on, TJ, because she she I mean she dropped that knowledge, dropped that wisdom, she dropped everything, she brought everything to the table, and I applaud her for that. Mm. But yeah. I mean, look, they really I, I think get, they, they, I, they they really need to get everything. I just it wanted we wanted to go ahead. No, I, I would just I was just gonna ahead, say, TJ. man, they just need to, they just need to get it together. That, that was my only point. Like they gotta figure it out somehow. I I, I agree with you, TJ. And uh, you know, and I mean, I mean, I guess guess who that nation we are wanted to. Just, just be thankful and praise God that we're not 0-3. Yeah. Because we could have been 0-3 had we hadn't had we lost to Atlanta. But yep. they came, but but we won our first game and we lost two. So if we, look, we got October, we got November, we got December to go. Trust me, this team is gonna get back on track. And I mm-hmm. and, and I'm a, and I'm gonna still ride with Jameis Winston, whether people like it or not. I'm still riding with that quarterback. Yeah. Whether they whether they like it or they don't, deal with it. Yeah, and that, and 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 and, that, and that's all I had to say, TJ. I mean, I mean, everybody had their say so. I had my say so. We just got to get better. Yeah, I agree. You know, and uh, Jerry, thank thank you so much uh, for chiming in. I appreciate that, and uh, make sure that you call back anytime, man. No problem, TJ. Once again, shouts out to everybody in the chat. Much love to y'all. Who that to you? This this is not over yet. Who that nation? So we gonna keep this thing going till we get right. And uh, yeah. also shouts out to Pac Man because I know he was on there earlier. So shouts out to nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he he made his appearance. Man, he heard me talking and he came through the door. So yeah, I think he uh I think he sleep now. But yeah, man, appreciate that, Jerry. I'll call back anytime, man. No problem, TJ. I'll holler at you next time. Y'all have a blessed week. All right, man. Take care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, I mean, there's some things they they have to clean up. I, I want to make sure that I, I want to make this very clear. Um, my take about Jam- Jameis Winston has nothing to do with um, playing a quarterback position. I, I think he's capable of playing that position. I just think that in this stage of what he's going through right now, I just feel like why. Like, look, I'm going to be honest. If this was like Ian Book that we're talking about here, maybe I would have had like a different reservation about what they need to do. But you have an able-bodied, capable backup quarterback that has shown that he can win in this league, who has shown that he can make some plays. not saying that – I'm not saying that as soon as you put Andy Dalton in, the Saints are going to just – steamroll everybody and go to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that because which because to be honest with you, I don't really look at Andy Dalton as that guy. I can I think he can win some games, but I think some of you are like, we throw Andy Dalton in this thing, then all of a sudden like the Saints just gonna just go on top. Like I, I don't agree. I don't believe that. If Jameis doesn't pan out, here's the reality. If he don't pan out, the next quarterback that will lead this team to prosperity is not on the team. I'm saying that right now. I feel that the person, the quarterback, if Jameis does not pan out, 
that quarterback is not on the team right now that is going to lead this team to prosperity. It, it's just not. Like some of us just feel like, you know, Andy Dalton come out there, he just going to roll up, you know what I'm saying, roll up 350 yards, four touchdowns or something. I, he might do that. He might do that a couple games, but I ain't about to sit up here and just say he's going to continue to do that and he's going to be in an MVP conversation. or, You know, I, I just, man, I just think that they – they one and the same. One of them have one issue. The other one has another issue. The quarterback of the Saints, the, the future of this franchise, you know, unless like Jameis actually just completely like just turns a corner, is not on his team yet. And um, if it don't pan out with Jameis, I, I just I just don't think that it's happening. I don't. I don't think that it's happening. Uh, before we go to Charles, I'm going to read some of these comments. Uh, they turn this division into a division that Tom Brady can easily win again by adding Jameis Winston to this team. <laughs> well, look, Kenny, uh, <laughs> it's not like the NFL did it. You know, the Saints did it. They thought that, you know, that they think that he is the guy. It is remained to be seen. I'm not ready to give up on the guy. I just think that what I've seen in – some of the like the ailments that he's dealing with is is prohibiting him from playing a quarterback position. I'm not saying like if he heals up, he can't do it because he can. I just think that a lot of the issues that he has has everything to do with the fact that he's not able to play the quarterback position the way that he can. Because we know, okay, this guy's standing in the pocket. We like Jameis is not a He's a pocket passer, but he'll run if he needs to. Like, he'll run, slide for a first. Like, you ain't seeing none of that. Like, you ain't seeing none of that, man. Like, it's obvious that there are going to be moments where, you know, guys are going to be open. The the cornerbacks and safety backs are going to be turned probably because they're playing man coverage, and there will be opportunity for you to get out there and slide. But if, if your back is hurting, you know what I'm saying, you barely, like, like, go back and look at some of them snaps. You know what I'm saying? Go back and look at some of them snaps between him and Eric McCoy, man. It's, it's bro, I don't, man, look, if, if he gonna go out like that, man, I don't want to see my boy go out like that, man. Like, just having everybody just talking about him and, like, he ain't not playing at the highest level. Like, man, it, it's, it's just so many things that this dude does that he's not doing, and I think it has a lot to do with the injury. And, I, look, if you're gonna, like, if if this is your last chance, I'm serious. If this is your last chance to really be a, a, a definitive starter in the National Football League, you want to make sure that you are doing everything in your power to make sure that it's happening. And I just think that I respect the look, I respect the warrior mentality. I respect the energy. I do. But you're you're causing yourself more harm than good. If you're not able to do everything in your repertoire to be able to help your team win. I mean, honestly, you're basically. I'm not comparing him to him, but basically you're like Tom Brady because you're a stationary target. Nobody like everybody knows that your back is hurting. I don't know who came out with that information, but everybody knows your back is hurting. So you basically a stationary target. You can't run out of the pocket. People know that you're not going to scramble. And if you do scramble, they're going to make you pay for it because they're going to try to take a shot at you in the back to make sure that you don't get up this time. So everybody knows this. So that's why they're sending seven, 
They sending, <laughs> they sending cornerbacks. They sending safety. They sending the, the, the house, the cars, the kids, and the dog at you because they know that you can't scramble out the pocket. And they know you're, you're not willing to take that hit. I don't want to see my boy go out like that. I know some people just, you know, think that I'm just ragging on them. I don't want to see my boy go out like that. It's almost like, man, and I'm going to go to Charles. It's almost like my favorite wrestler of all time is Kurt Angle, right? Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist, one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. I love Kurt Angle, right? You know what I'm saying? Like him and Eddie Guerrero, like one and one eight. Kurt Angle has had neck injuries throughout the years. He can't even like move his neck from left to right. He came back like a couple years ago for like his last stand. And it was sad to watch, bro. Like, I didn't want to see Kurt Angle out there like that. Like, it was good to see the red, right, and blue singling and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't want to see Kurt Angle go out like that. Like, for real. Like, that was that was bad business right there, man. Like, he going up against some of them young wrestlers can barely get up. Like, man, I don't, I don't want to see one of my favorite wrestlers go out like that. I don't want to see Jameis go out like that. I don't want to see him being... You know what I'm saying? Just trying to make something work. And it's not there. And you're not able to do the things that you want to do. That's my biggest issue. I don't care what anybody says. Some of you just don't like the dude. And that's fine. Whatever. Some of you, you know what I'm saying, are happy. Like, you may not want to admit it, but you're happy this dude is failing. Which I don't understand. Because if you're a Saint fan, why in the world would you be happy to see that a guy is failing because it's making your team look bad? I don't want to see this man look bad. And, and that's just all there is to it. And any, if anybody is out here hoping and praying that this dude praying on his downfall and his demise, like I question your fandom as a Saints fan. I'm serious. I question your fandom because regardless of how you feel about this guy, you should want him to succeed because that's the guy that paraded out on the field every single week to help your favorite team win. So for some of those people out there that are just hoping and praying that this dude fails so you can feel right, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Sometimes it ain't always about being right. Like, you get no pat on the back. You get no stripes for that. Like, this don't make you feel good. Who's feeling good right now after two straight losses being a Saints fan? So nobody is, nobody is checking for what you're trying to bring out there. Oh, they suck. Oh, Jamie Winton suck. Man, you need to find somebody. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. People trying to find out what we need to do to win. And if Jameis Winston is out there, look, man, look, we, we, you know what I'm saying? We need to get behind homeboy. Because if he succeeds, then we succeed. Period. I don't get some of y'all. I don't. I do not get some of y'all. Like, do you, like, like, do you have, like, issues of, you know what I'm saying, being right throughout your life or something that you feel like this is what I'm, I feel about him and, that's the way that it goes. Look, I think we all can agree. He's a shell of himself right now. The playing the position because of the injuries. But I'm in no way saying that this dude isn't capable if he was to heal up for him to come back in order to win games. I'm sorry. I can't roll with y'all. I can't be like y'all. I can't do that. Seriously, I, I can't roll with that. I, I can't roll with that because some of y'all are looking through this at this team with 2006 eyes. And that's it. That's all y'all know is prosperity. Y'all don't really know about adversity. And to be honest with you, you actually lying to yourself. You actually lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself because 
you only build yourself up and buck yourself up to a point where you only remember the good times of the New Orleans Saints. But I can talk about during that time. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl back in 2009. But let's talk about all those bad defenses they had that couldn't stop a nosebleed, that couldn't stop traffic with a stop sign, that couldn't do anything right. And this offense had to go out there and they knew for a fact that as soon as we put up these points, the defense going to give it right back to, uh, to the other team. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how the Saints were missing the playoffs with constant seven and nine records before they actually went to the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the fact how the New Orleans Saints could barely make the playoffs for like two or three years, you know what I'm saying, until 2017. And then all of a sudden they just went on this magical run. See, some of you need to be reminded of that because the reality is some of you just look at this team like, oh man, we had so much prosperity and we was winning a lot. And all this kind of stuff there, man. But this team defense was garbage. They had issues throwing the ball down the field, throwing deep passes. They had issues with the cornerbacks not being able to turn around and generating turnovers. They had issues in the fact the same time they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. But all we remember is prosperity. All that's all we remember. We don't remember those tough times. Yeah. Sean Payton in his first year led the Saints to the NFC Championship game, and they lost to the Bears. But somebody tell me what happened after those three years. It was three straight seven and nine seasons. But all that gets dissolved because the fact that they went to the Super Bowl back in 2009, and that's all y'all remembering. Y'all don't remember what happened that led up to that point, and y'all definitely aren't remembering what happened after that point. It wasn't always sunshine and rainbows when these guys were there. So it is what it is. Like some of you just don't have any patience and I don't understand why. You have to have patience in order for you to be able to like this team from 17 on back. Because I can tell you right now, everybody and their mama knew the Saints defense wasn't stopping a doggone thing. But some of y'all just like, oh man, we had it great. Like we, like we had Bill Belichick. Like we won six Super Bowls around this thing. Yeah, we won a lot of games. But what does that benefit? We didn't have the one seed, the two seed, and the three seed, and home field going into the playoffs, and we lost three times. But nobody wants to talk about that, though, right? You know what I'm saying? We're going to just keep on itching on the team, and we're talking about how great we had it. Yeah, we had offensive innovation. And yeah, Drew Brees was putting up a bunch of points. And yes, Drew Brees is the GOAT. But let's not get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of stat padding and a lot of, you know what I'm saying, like division wins. But at the end of the day, somebody told me that you're being evaluated by how many Super Bowls that you win and how many Super Bowl appearances you have. So all those people out there that are just like, man, we need this, we need that, we had it good. Like, man, knock it off. This team was undisciplined for years. I can go back, and I said this on the last show, the pass interference calls. For eight weeks, the New Orleans Saints led the league in penalties. Under Sean Payton, the false starts, the undisciplined, the holding calls. So for us to say, man, this team ain't never been this undisciplined, shoot. Boy, come on. See, we, you know, it, it's almost like that, that relationship, right? You break up with somebody and then all of a sudden, like you're sitting in the bedroom, listening to Usher, let it burn, and you're remembering all the good times, Right? But you're not remembering the times that led to the demise of your relationship, are you? You're not thinking about the time when you yelling and screaming to the top of your lungs and the neighbors can hear your next dope. You ain't, you ain't listening to that, is you? 
You ain't worried about that, huh? It's about man, we were holding hands in the park and we were going to the mall together. That's all we remember, right? All the good times. But you ain't remember none of them other times when you wanted to, you know what I'm saying, have a knockout drag out brawl in your living room. Like, knock it off. Like, I get it, right? Sean Payton is a great head coach. Definitely, definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, the greatest coach the Saints ever had. But let's not act like, you know what I'm saying, this Bill Belichick or something like this, and this can't be replicated. I said at the beginning, if Dennis Allen was to go to a Super Bowl and win, to me, that would be equivalent to what Sean Payton has done. Because Sean Payton has produced one Super Bowl. So if he wins goes to the Super Bowl, then to me, that would make him the number two greatest head coach in New Orleans Saints history. Because what other coach besides Sean Payton has brought us there? Some of y'all need to understand that. These modern-day New Orleans Saints players right now are some of the best players the Saints have had since 1967. I think some of y'all need to hear that. But let me go to Charles. Charles, yeah, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on with you? Man, hey, man, appreciate you being here, Charles. Thank you, man. Thank you for your patience. Oh, what, what you got for us? I'm going to say this, man. It's like the pre- preseason, man. I feel like it's the preseason pre- for the Saints, man. Preseason. If you look at it like this, right? right. First three weeks is all undisciplined football. That's mm. seeing preseason football, right? Yeah. So I look at it like that with optimism. I say, okay, look, James, yes. He is not doing a check down route as he should be enough, mm. but he's capable of doing it. He could do it, but he's not yeah. doing it, you know? Yeah. So I just got to take a step back and say, look, I team get the O-line together, get mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator and the uh, O-line coach Maroon and say, look, how can we improve this team? Start out better. I will have a meeting with them at the house facility where we got to have that. Get this yeah. team fired up. Mm. I hate to say it, but I feel like two things. I feel like that Gardner Johnson trade is probably maybe causing that spark they got this this team as a whole, you know. Not, not defense, but it's not the offense as a whole because when he brought that pass to the team, you know, that, that fired that people up, he showed them the field, you know. But I feel like on offense, they ain't really showing that much. Hmm. So we need that person to really, like, come into the, the uh, leadership role and really take over the offense, you know. Right. Whether it be Thomas, Kamara, whoever. Somebody has to take control of this offense, you know. And yeah. say, look, come out there, put our foot on their neck, and show them what's up, you know? Yeah. And so, that's what I believe what needs to happen for this team to turn around. I still have to see if you're on uh, 4 and 5, you know what I'm saying? You know? And it's, yeah. and it's, it's okay we lose to the, to the Bucks. So, I mean, and okay, we lose to Panthers. But guess what? Next week, if, if Winston ain't coming out strong, Guys, why any don't have to pull them? I agree. Pull them out because I get it. Quarterback play all the time, but if you can't throw the ball the way you need to throw it, remember Drew Brees' injury, right? Remember, remember his wife said he had a what? Torn a foot thing in his foot. And then something mm-hmm. is, is rotated cuff in his um, arm, right? Remember yeah. That? So, with that being said, it's like we know they play quirk all the time, but we have to understand that the benefit of the whole team. So, we can't, you know. Sacrifice ourselves because you're scared of, you know, getting cut or whatever next season. Right. You want a two-year deal, man. Do what you can. Sit it out. Yeah. Playing on every game of the season, so be it. Yeah. Sit for like a three, four weeks, and then you back through it. Then you know, because then we're gonna need a week six. Play. We'll play the Bengals, 
Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, all them teams in a five-week span. That's how far we get a schedule. We don't yeah. need them for that. Yeah. So my thing is this. I would consider sitting with you like, Winston, are you sure, man? I get you trying to tough it out for the team. But look, sit for these next three weeks. Vikings, uh, Seattle, we, we can win, you know, those those three games. Well, and even, think... even the Bengals can win yep. against them without Winston. I say that because, look, the Bengals look, look explodable. You know what I'm saying? With their team. Yeah. Because, I mean, look <laughs> – if Andy Dalton plays against the Bengals, you know he's gonna be motivated to play that game. You know, <laughs> so you know, like you know, he's gonna try to put forth his best effort with that. So, but yeah, Charles, you know, I, I, you know, I agree with what you're saying, and you know, hopefully, you know, like they they'll be able to turn it around, man. But I appreciate the call, the call back anytime, man. Yeah, no problem, TJ. All right, take it easy. Yeah. Hey, man, look, I know some people say they want to get in, but. Man, I'm going to have to catch y'all the next episode. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're going uh, gonna, to uh, read a few of these comments, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, all right? So I apologize to all those people, but, you know, um, we've been on about an hour and some change, and, you know, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. want to make sure I get some people in there to hear what you all had to say, uh, but, you know, we'll try to do this again uh, the next episode. So I'm gonna, uh, I apologize for that, uh, for those that just came in a little late. Um, but we're gonna have to catch uh the phone lines uh the next episode. Uh yes, Breeze made mistakes, but the problem is Winston is hurt and it's obviously affecting his play. Uh I don't want to get rid of him. I want him to heal, even if it means missing games. I agree. I agree. Uh let's see. Call the line and make your argument so TJ can destroy you because the stuff you're saying on the chat is weak, uh, and surface level. Uh sounds more like a hater of Jameis. Than an objective fan. I don't know what you talk about with that. I'm not too sure who you, who you mentioning that for. But all all I'm saying is this, man. I think we just have like this these thoughts and these views about how great and how wonderful it is, and how wonderful it was. But man, the Saints always had these levels of adversity, and they always had issues. The only thing about it is, and the only thing that's clouding a lot of our judgment is, is we have a traditional mind frame, right? I often say here, you know, growing up in New Orleans, you kind of had people that was like the the, the staple of, of certain things. Like you always had that guy standing outside the, the, the corner store, right? That same dude that was always at the corner store, no matter what time you, you show up to go get yourself a, a big shot uh, soda. He was always at the store. Uh, you had guys that was like, you know what I'm saying? Always around, like the guy that used to sit on Canal Street and used to hold that Bible up with that. You know what I'm saying? That rainbow color umbrella on his head. Like, it, we're, like, keen on tradition. And right now, you know what I'm saying? When things are, like, not looking the way that they once did, then all of a sudden, like, we feel like the sky is falling. Like, it's it's like a baby not having his blankie in, in his in his nook. That's that's kind of how some of these same fans are. Like, we, we're not used to that. Like, the Saints have dealt, dealt with these same levels of adversity. The only difference is that the people that are leading the pack are unfamiliar to you all. So that's why you're panicking. It's not like the Saints didn't start one and two in the past. It's just the fact that they started one and two and we had Drew Brees and Sean Payton. So the biggest issue that a lot of you have is the people that we're relying on this time around don't have enough skins on the wall and they haven't proven themselves to be in that, that leadership role long enough in order for us to depend on them, in order for them to be able to navigate and weather 
the uncharted waters that is the National Football League. That's that's what that's what it all comes down to. Then you have other Saints fans who have been talking trash for like 10, 15 years about how great the team is. You've been talking about the Falcons, you've been talking about the Panthers, you've been talking about the Bucks, and the Saints have been dominant versus those teams for the most part, and they've been pros they will, and they have had the same coach and they've had the same quarterback and you've seen coach after coach in Atlanta and coach after coach in Carolina and coach after coach, you know what I'm saying, with the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like you you've seen all this. And then now it's like you feel like the chicken's about to come home to roost and some of y'all just can't take it. You can't take rejection. You can't take adversity. And it's showing. It's showing, man. It's showing how a bunch of people that are Saints fan, not all of you, Get in where you fit in. Like my like my grandfather say, if he start preaching on chicken thieves, the only person that's going to get mad is the chicken thief. The biggest issue with some of you Saints fans is that you don't know how to deal with adversity. You don't want to deal with adversity. You want a, a, a norm, right? You want something norm, but you don't want to feel like you have to work for it. You want to continue to wake up and have this this. This milk and cereal complex. I, I like frosting flakes. When I wake up in the morning, I want frosting flakes. So if I wake up one morning, you give me corn flakes. I don't know how to feel about that because I've had corn flakes. I mean, frosting flakes every morning before, you know what I'm saying, before I went to work. Some of you just don't know how to deal with adversity and you don't like change and you don't know how to accept change. So that that's the way I, I feel about some of you same fans. So with that, all I can say is this. Um, some people got mad at me because I said that a lot of the Saints fans that actually were Saints fans like during the 90s, we know, you know what I'm saying, like we know like the level of adversity that this team has been through to get to this point. And it's funny to me <laughs> because some of you really feel like this team is just God awful and they're not. Like if you want to see God awful, man, I encourage you to go back to like 95, 96 Saints when you knew for a fact they weren't going to win. See, in the back of your mind, you can say that the Saints were terrible and they are terrible now, but in the back of your mind, you're going to sit in front of your TV with hopes and aspirations that this team is going to get that dub. I'm telling you right now, if you were watching Saints games in the 90s, you knew for a fact when you sat down there, you are about to get about three hours of, excruciating pain more times than not but i look at this team now i'm like this team can get through it my question is like do you believe that like some of you like yelling to the rooftops it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be frustrated but man it's only been three games and and you still have opportunities to fix what's messed up like, it's, it's obvious, like, it's not like teams are steamrolling the Saints. It's not like these boys are just getting molly-whopped and wiped off the field every single week. Regardless of how bad they play, they still are there in the very end. So if they can get that all together, then I feel like you have yourself a, a really good football team. Because we know the defense is elite. And we know the defense is stopping people enough times in order for the offense to get the field, hit the field and and get opportunities so what do you think is going to happen when the offense starts to click and the defense is continuing to to build up because the defense as good as they play they're not even they're not even where they need to be at 
we still seeing miss angles and, and and bad safety play and yet they still are out there forcing three and outs and getting the guys off the field on fourth down so there's a lot that you can build on and like i said i just think that a lot of people are just upset and they're scared because we're in a position where our backs against the wall and we don't trust what we see we don't trust them like if if the saints were one and two and sean payton was here i don't think any i don't think we will be having these type of conversations. We, I'm seeing people talking about it's over. I'm seeing people talking about we suck. I'm seeing people talking about we ain't never going to be nothing or we going to give this pick to the Eagles. Like if Sean Payton was the coach, I guarantee you some of you would be singing a, a completely different tune because a lot of you are keen on tradition. And when things look different and you're not used to what you're seeing, it's hard for you to get you know behind it because you're not sure of it. It's almost like watching your child. You know what I'm saying? Like you teaching your child how to drive. It's like the scariest point of, in life, right? You on a, a drop on the passenger side and watching your child who has not proven that they can actually, you know, navigate a wheel. It's kind of like what it is with Dennis Allen. A lot of us are sitting on the passenger side and we kind of raising the people's eyebrow, the rock style at what we're seeing because we're not sure about what's in front of us. But we got to be patient. I love the Saints, but I get mad sometimes at dumb things they do. Look, I think we all do. Like, don't get it twisted, S. I mean, I'm a Saints fan at the end of the day. I like to watch the games alone, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm so, like, emotionally involved in it. And I try not to bring it to the show because I want to be a, as objective. But I'm just as mad as everybody else when they lose. I don't like to see the Saints lose. I like to see the Saints win. Make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Make the week feel good knowing that your team won. You know what I'm saying? You can beat on your chest and be happy. Y'all know from the city, like, crime used to go down when the Saints win. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was so happy or too drunk to go out there and commit crime. <laughs> this team has got awful specialties offensively, uh, offensively wise. Defense can only do so much. This team is not God-awful. Okay? They're, they're not God-awful. It, it's... They're a bad football team right now. I will give you that. But God awful. God awful to me. It's like you have no chance in Hades to win a game. The Saints have a chance in Hades to win a game. Facts right there, TJ. Them Jim Everdays. Oh, and I seen somebody. It's funny you said this, man. Shouts out to 504 Bull. Good point. Um, I seen somebody, uh, you know, mention this. It was like the Saints had great players. They just played on bad teams. All right. This is the part of the show where, you know, we just basically talk about just random stuff. All right. So, so those that probably, you know what I'm saying, just tuned in, 185 of you watching this right now, actually hit the, hit the like button if you have not already. But this is when we just start, you know, shutting it down. We just start talking about random stuff. So feel free um, to put the, uh, whatever you feel in the chat. But here's the thing. You had great players. All right. Let, let's go back. Okay. For the exception of the, I'm talking about, when I say great players, I'm not talking about guys that, you know, caught a couple passes and they became fan favorites. I'm talking about guys that at the end of their career have a strong chance of being in the Hall of Fame. All right, let, let's break this thing down. All right, let's look at the Dome Patrol. You had Von Johnson, you had Pat Swilling, right? You had Sam Mills and you had Ricky Jackson. Looking at those guys as a, a staff organization and crew, that's pretty doggone good. Me personally, 
Pass Willing, shouts out to him. He was on the show a couple, you know, a couple uh, months ago. Nice guy. Um, definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Probably gonna hear his uh, name called not, you know, sooner rather than later. I'm talking about these guys basically changed the game. They did an NFL top ten linebackers all time. These guys were number one. All right, so all those guys collectively, to me, belong in the Hall of Fame. All right, so what happens after that? Somebody in the '90s. Who is a, a Saint player in the 90s that it without a shadow of a doubt belongs in the Hall of Fame? As much as I like Joe Horn, not him. Joe Horn does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Great player, talented, Saints Hall of Fame, yes. But gold jacket worthy? No. All right, so let's skip. All right, so you, you, you pretty much covered like the 90s. Who else in the 90s that you would be confident enough outside of the Dome Patrol that you would say without a shadow of a doubt that they have solidified themselves as a, as a hall of famer. I ain't even talking about first ballot. I'm just talking about period. Mocha, thank you very much for the $5, man. I appreciate that. Somebody tell me, Willie Rofe. Good point. He's in the hall of fame. That's one. That's one. That's, that's one. That, that's, that's, you know what I'm saying? He's in the hall of fame. Now let's look at the 2000s, right? Uh, does Aaron Brooks belong in the Hall of Fame? Does Willie Jackson belong in the Hall of Fame? Sammy Knight, as good as he was, he does not belong in the Hall of Fame. I can think about five, six different safeties that were better than him during the time he was playing. He does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Hard hitter, enforcer, but he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I'm talking about Here's the reality. You don't have to think twice. <laughs> hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Put it in all caps. <laughs> but it, <laughs> oh man, uh Dennis, thank you very much for the $10. Say, yo, get it together. We're doing all right. Y'all remember we got spoiled. Exactly. Thank you, Dennis. We we need some OGs that been here through the storm and the rain. Willie Jackson. You don't know who Willie Jackson is? Oh my goodness. Willie Jackson caught four touchdowns in the playoffs versus the uh the rams when the saints won their first playoff game willie jackson man come on man come on now nah. uh you know yeah, willie jackson man he's pretty decent but he doesn't belong in the hall of fame <laughs> but he doesn't belong in the hall of fame this you know what I'm saying i think you know i think his uh i think his touchdowns uh still stand if i'm not mistaken i don't think anybody else did that Man, y'all just calling out people now. I see Danny Warfel up here. Deuce. I love Deuce, but no, he don't belong in the Hall of Fame. He does not. He does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Eric Allen. No. <laughs> not as a saint. <laughs> uh, he did. He had a few good years in, in Philly, but I don't think he's a Hall of Fame. TJ, serious question. If the Saints lose this next game, do you still want Jameis to be the quarterback? I think this is last chance. I'll be shocked. I mean, I would be like 
absolutely shocked if he the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks game. TJ, what would uh, be your reaction if Drew signed with the Saints tomorrow? Um, if he was to sign with the Saints tomorrow, my reaction? Mm, you know, glad for him to come back. Why would you want to come back, you know? Um, I mean, if he did, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be happy, but I don't know, man. Look, I, I just think that we need to reach a point where we just stop looking for Drew Brees to come out of retirement, all right? And we just need to understand that, you know, life goes on and we have to figure this thing out. We have to figure this thing out, man. So and it, it can't involve Drew Brees. TJ, oh, I already read that one. Damien says, TJ, Cam Cleveland, boo <laughs> Ah, no, man. We going to hit you with the. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that ain't it, bro. Boo <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Cam Cleveland was pretty good, though. Cam Cleveland was a, a pretty good tight end. He made some plays. Keep pool, no sir. Danny awful. Billy Joe was a terrible Saints quarterback, to say the least. That's being that's being uh kind. You being kind with that one. Uh Pierre Thomas, no. He the Saints Hall of Fame, yes, which I think he already in. Ricky Williams, no, sir. All right. Weed Hall of Fame, you know. <laughs> but not the NFL Hall of Fame. My reaction would be that's the end of our ability to be explosive. Uh, <laughs> if Drew signs with the Saints tomorrow, my reaction would be pain. Um, Yeah, I don't want to see Drew come out of retirement, to be honest. Uh, I don't think we need Breeze back. Winston needs to be healthy. I don't think you need Drew Breeze either. I mean, you'll be fishing. I get that. But, um, yeah. Let's leave Drew where he at, man. Let him open up these uh, walk-ons and and compete. Um, you know, spend time with his family and be the philanthropist that we know he can be. Time to close the book on Drew, man. Gave us 15 years is over. That's what I'm saying, man. Stop looking to the hills. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, we got living a now, man. That was those were some great moments. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you wish you can catch that in a bottle and hold on to it forever, but all great things must come to an end. Big TJ, we need to win this football game in London, England against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we definitely do. I don't want Winston to go. I want him to heal, even if it means missing games. Me too. That's that's my only stance with it. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Uh, Praise God says, uh, we don't need Breeze. We need Taysom and Pitting back so we can play 2022 Saints football. Yeah, Taysom being out was, was a huge hit based on how well he's been playing when he had the ball in his hands. I say put Taysom in at quarterback and run the football down people's throats. Uh, Not down with that. I ain't gonna lie with you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think Taysom needs to be out there. Um, But, um, yeah. Sproles. Mm, close, but not quite. Close, but not quite close but not quite uh i'm over here like who the hell is billy joe <laughs> you ain't missing much it's probably best that you don't know that weed hall of fame yeah ricky williams definitely belongs in the weed hall of fame anybody that quit football to go live on a 
on a sacred mountain and smoke weed all day definitely deserves to be in the hall of fame weed for that uh we need to run no huddle offense simple uh big dog says hit the like button definitely agree with you on that if you have not already please hit the like button we almost there man we close to ten thousand subscribers i need your help you know by hitting the like button it, it increases our chances of hitting ten thousand. so please hit the like button just take a few seconds to do that eric martin good good wide receiver for his time but no he don't belong there he don't he don't ricky williams is smoking a bong and listening <laughs> yeah i mean man ricky williams is a weird cat great running back and you know saying during the time when he was in college but man he has done uh breeze maybe a quarterback coach when my seeing breeze help these guys see the field um <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. Hey, TJ, Leroy Glover really should be considered. Uh, mm, nah, nah. I mean, he had some, like, Damien, he had some good moments. Don't get me wrong. Great year in 2000. I want to say, no, nah, it wasn't him. It was Joe Johnson who led the, the, the league in sacks that year. But he had some great moments, man. But. Once he went to the Cowboys, you ain't hear about him no more. <laughs> John 4K. <laughs> For no. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Breeze uh put his uh put in his time. He definitely did. Adrian Peterson, yes. But definitely not for what he did with the Saints. All for what he did with Minnesota. That's where he will blow in the Hall of Fame. He will be a first ballot Hall of Fame. But when he does, he will go in as a Viking and not a Saint. TJ, I say we work behind the run game, go to play action, and then take what the defense gives us, keep it fundamental. I agree with that. I agree with that. And that's probably what you would get if, if Andy was the quarterback. Run the ball at least 30 times and no huddle offense to get going early. Man, a lot of – look, Terrell Six, uh, a lot of teams ain't, ain't, ain't trying to run no, no huddle, okay? I know Chip Kelly made it look sexy. But man, that that ain't that ain't it right there, man. A lot a lot of teams ain't really just, you know, saying down with that no huddle. I do I do feel like in some cases you need to like do some tempo uh type stuff. You know, uh Drew was the master of that, but running no huddle, mm-mm. Nah, I, I don't I don't do that. I, I do think they need to run the ball a little bit more. I'm with you on that one, but that no huddle stuff. Oh man, um the way the Saints been playing. I mean, can you imagine how quick that three and out would be? That defense would be, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I mean, no huddle, quick three and out. It did a defense out there, man. Mm-mm. Look on the bright side. Vikings have bad quarterback play also. Yeah, but he can't turn it on from time to time. If we held on to what was, then wouldn't uh, <laughs> there wouldn't be social media. Good point. Joe Horn, great player, not Hall of Fame word. Marcus Colston, great player, played in a bad era, don't get the credit that he deserves, so probably won't end up in a Hall of Fame. I mean, he never been to a Pro Bowl. Even though he deserved to go to a Pro Bowl some years, he just never have. And that's, you know, team, people going to look at that. You know, no Pro Bowls, no All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. You know, all-time receiving leader in Saints history. Yeah, more catches, I think, than any other 
you know, receiver in Saints history, if I'm not mistaken, have all the statistical records as a receiver. But uh, I just think that, you know, it's probably not going to happen. If it does happen, it's probably going to be like he's going to be on a walk or somewhere. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, what can we put in here? Uh, let's go with coasting. You know, it's kind of like probably what it would be like, unfortunately. Uh, but surefire Hall of Famer, no. Hall of Famer in my eyes, absolutely. Tom Benson. Yeah. Yeah, could end up in the Hall of Fame. Could end up in the Hall of Fame, you know, for his contributions. I mean, you know, the field in Canton, uh, you know, hiring of Sean Payton, and, you know, uh, uh, Drew Brees might end up in that thing. Mark Ingram. If Mark Ingram was to retire tomorrow, he would not end up in the Hall of Fame. He's the He has the most yards than any active running back in the NFL right now. He has 10,000 yards. Uh, but Mark would have to like have a couple more years of consistency in order for him to hit the Hall of Fame. So no, he's not there. If he was to retire, no, he wouldn't end up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, hey TJ, with this roster, you think Dalton has what it takes to pull a Nick Foles if Winston gets uh, shut down for surgery? Is Flacco and Foles that much better than Dalton? No, they're not. Um. And there is a possibility. I mean, if you don't turn the ball over and you get the ball into the hands of your playmakers, then yes, I think that you can uh, do what it takes in order for you to get to the promised land. It's not going to be the sexiest thing, but I don't care. As long as you win, as long as you're dead in. Uh, Jermaine Bushride. Um, no. Mm-mm. I mean, good left tackle. And he's going to kill me for this because I knew he watched this show a lot. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jabai. I'm sorry, man. You're my guy. But had a great career, but no, I don't think he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. You know? But he's, you know, Hall of Fame, as far as personality and a person, Hall of Fame in my book. But uh, the way that, nah, I don't see it in there. <laughs> Larry Wolf. <laughs> Uh nah. Cedric Ellis. Nah, we just we just we just BS and nah. <laughs> Man, sit your dumb ass down. <laughs> we just BS and nah. We just we just want me to hit the sound bite, but nah. Uh we had a few good players. Charles Grant, Darren Howard. Not saying they Hall of Fame. Nah, nah, they definitely Hall of Fame. Good players. Steady. Steady Eddies, as you call them, but uh <laughs> definitely ain't going to nobody Hall of Fame. Uh Willie Rofe and Kyle Turley. Uh, Willie Road, uh, Willie Rofe, uh, yes. Kyle Turley, uh, throwing a helmet into the stands is his Hall of Fame. You know, that's always going to be, somebody going to always pull up that clip somewhere anytime the Saints play the Jets. Uh, Thomas Morstead, uh, the way that they treat punters, no. No, he's not going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, can't wait till Roach and, and Penny are back. Me too. Carl Nix. Strong chance. Strong chance right there. Now, call Knicks. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Blake. Uh, uh, Jeff, no. Uh, Morton Anderson, already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Thomas Morstead could uh, go great punter. Yeah, but you know they don't pay no attention to punters. Like, unless you Ray Guy or something like that, you know. Will Smith. Uh, Saints Hall of Fame. Yes. NFL Hall of Fame. Ah, no. Nah. So, heard somebody say Cam Jordan. Yes. Cam Jordan. 
will end up in a Hall of Fame. Yes, Cam Jordan will end up in a Hall of Fame. And then the only thing like that will keep him out if he goes throughout his entire career, uh, never and never make a, a Super Bowl. That's the only knock they can have on him. But having over 100 sacks, uh, never missed a game, you know what I'm saying, because of an injury. The only time he really missed a game because of COVID. Yeah, he, he going to end up in the Hall of Fame. TJ on the drive, we got the touchdown. Jameis was 7-7, seven seven, 86 yards, and the passes were crispy, crispy, crunchy. Mike T and Jarvis were both out. Dude did well uh, with what he had. Gets no credit. Because Keen Arthur, that was all fun, and and it was great, but they lost. So a lot of people are going to look at the positives, you know, especially like when you lose. So that's that's the reason why. If he would have went, he would have been red hot, and they would have won, then I think that probably would have came up. But, you know, and that's one of the frustrating things about Jameis Winston, Keen Arthur, because the man's so hot and cold, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he hot one minute, he'll, he'll go on the street. Like, he'll go 10 for 10. He'll just start hitting them things. 10 for 10, 11 for 11. Then all of a sudden, like, he like he forget how to play the quarterback position or something like that. It's like a, you know what I'm saying? It's like a nice car, you know what I'm saying? Like, you driving down the road and all of a sudden, like, you know what I'm saying, a battery die. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like what it is. It's, it's a nice, well, you know what I'm saying, nice, fine automobile. Then all of a sudden, it just breaks down because the battery, like, that's the frustrating thing about it. Like you see the talent, you see the ability. I mean, he be making plays, but it's just like it's like a light switch, man. Turn it on and off, man. You got to be on all the time playing a quarterback position. As long as Andy Dalton don't turn the ball over and run the ball constantly, they can let Jameis get healthy. I agree. Uh, Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins. I don't think he did enough to end up in a Hall of Fame. He had two Super Bowls with two different teams uh i mean i don't know I, I i don't think he gonna end up in the hall of fame atj people are giving tyron a lot of flack also us not getting turnovers of sex i just uh just defense on points allowed just need uh yeah competent quarterback play look i ain't got no problem with tyron matthew i, I don't i mean i know he missed that tackle on should note some people say you know he ain't put forth the best effort but, I mean, he was making plays. And then people were like, man, he getting ran over by this dude and that dude. The dude is like 180 pounds. Like, I, I don't feel like, like, do y'all understand how big Cadero Patterson is? This dude is like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, about 230 pounds. So why wouldn't a 230-pound man be able to run over 180-pound safety? I'm, 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 I mean, put this into perspective. Leonard Fournette about a, a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle away from 250. And he going up against a 180-pound safety. Like, of course, the dude probably going to get ran over. But what people aren't paying attention to, yeah, they'll run him over, but he grabbing that leg and getting that tackle. I mean, some of us just all, you know what I'm saying, just start paying attention to like, ooh, look at that. But ain't nobody paying attention to him grabbing that leg and getting that tackle and getting them boys down on the ground. Ain't nobody talking about that, dude. So I know sometimes, like, we, we like the style and finesse, but come on, man. Let's put this thing into context. It's almost like it's like the big show running over Rey Mysterio. Some of y'all probably know what I'm talking about if you watch wrestling, but that's kind of what he's equivalent. He's a small guy. So, I mean, what, you know what I'm saying? What do people expect? He tripping people up. Exactly. Like he run, they running them over, but he grabbing a leg and getting the tackle. So, 
uh, it said the honey badger ain't never been a thumper. He's a ball hawk and a play. Exactly. Like, I don't understand what people I- I expect from this dude. Jari Evans uh, been nominated. Uh, yeah, he definitely, man, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Definitely going to the Hall of Fame. He's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. Um, there's no doubt about it. Now, that is a sure thing. First ballot. First ballot Hall of Fame. If, if, if he does not, if he's not a first ballot Hall of Fame, there's something wrong with the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you right now. There's something wrong with it. One of the greatest guards of all time. I'm saying it. One of the greatest guards of all time. And I'm not being biased. The dude is one of the greatest guards of all time. Period. Bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. For real, man. Sure, y'all know that man is big. That man is big. Nether Fournette about 250. Fact, TJ, I saw Matthews in person. I'm six feet, 235, solid. And Matthew looks small as, as hell to me. But he's the honey badger for a reason. Yeah. I mean, even the name, Honey Badger. I mean, do you see 200-pound badgers walking around here? They're small animals. they just feisty. You know, that's, I mean, basically he's on brand. You know, small but feisty. Uh, but Ray Mysterio got Big Show with the Hurricane Rana at the end, though. Exactly. But, Mount, he got the tackle, though. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, he got the tackle. Yeah, he got ran over. But he, he grabbed an ankle and he got the guy on the ground. So, I mean, I don't know, man. To me, I just feel like it's almost like going to the park and somebody block you. Everybody like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? I get the rebound. I put the ball back up. Guess what? I scored. I scored. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, you, you, you blocked my shot, but I caught it in midair and put it back and I scored. You know, some of us, you know, worry about the embarrassment or whatever like that or what the internet or say. I don't care. Look, man, if he makes the tackle, that's all I care about, the effort. Zach Streif. I got to think about that one. Got to think about that one. Y'all sleeping on my boy Hornswog. Well, no, no. <laughs> Not sleeping on Hornswog. I got to think about Zach Streif, though. I got to look at Zach Streif was solid, was a solid right tackle. Probably, at sometimes, probably the best right tackle in football. I got to think about that one, though. I got I got I got to look at some accolades. Jameis Winston has uh only had one 1000 yard running back his entire career and that was Doug Martin his rookie year. Let that sink in. Look, I don't think anybody well, I take that back. You got people out here that are supportive of Jameis, I'm one of them. But it's going to come a time where well, it is coming a time where all the excuses in the world are not going to save him from the onslaught that he will get if he continues to play the way that he's been playing. Like we know he like Jerry, I'm on board with you, bro. Like it's, it's obvious. It's evident that he's talented. I'm on board with that, but you're not helping the cause by going out there and, and doing the things that people have put you in, you know what I'm saying? In a certain narrative, like it's not helping you. You're actually reinforcing the narrative. So, I mean, we all know how talented he is. Even the biggest hater. You know what I'm saying? Even the biggest hater can admit the dude got talent. Y'all hit that like button. Y'all tripping if you haven't already. I agree with that. I don't need no understand why. Uh, speaking of wrestling, that was a great segment with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. That was awesome last Friday. Yeah, that was. That was a good, that was a good segment. I like, I mean, I like WWE, man. Since uh, Triple H has been taking over, I mean, it's, it's been entertaining. 
sometimes you need a, a fresh set of eyes on a product it's been much much better uh you can't be undisciplined while your offense is still trying to find his identity no room for error like penalties and turnovers absolutely i support Jameis until he leaves the team i, I agree with that I'm, I'm gonna continue to support him even if he don't make the same team even if he end up going somewhere i'm still gonna support him uh, because i want to see that man do well this is a damn good show i appreciate that the truth hurts uh no uh i'm joking but my boy kofi kingston is my favorite wrestler hence the name glad he finally broke through and got uh the big one uh they kept him mid-card for too long but i admit his my skills wasn't there well they there now um and you know i mean it was organic you know the fact that is he he took he took a place of mustafa ali who got hurt in the elimination chamber and it just became overnight sensation and that, that momentum catapulted him to WrestleMania and he won the title, which shocked the heck out of me. Uh, Triple H was a, a hell overrated. I don't think he was overrated um, at all. Um, I think people give him the respect for being one of the best wrestlers of all time. Flags are uh, bound to happen, but we can't miss field goals and fumble every week. But even with the mishaps, with decent quarterback play, hitting open guys, you can overcome things, talking what the. Uh, well, taking what they give you. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Being conservative, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think that sometimes we fall in love with the sexy plays, especially like if our, our teams are nickel and diamond it down the field, and then all of a sudden, here comes the NFL game break. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He scrambles. He rolls to the right off the back foot. 60-yard touchdown to Nico Hartman. This puts the Kansas City Chiefs up by 14. Then all of a sudden, you're getting back. Hey! Five-yard pass, five-yard pass, five-yard pass. Here come another game break. Wait, Josh Allen, unbelievable pass, scrambles to the left, throws the ball downfield to a wide-open Stephon Diggs. That is a 70-yard touchdown to Buffalo Bills. Steamrolling. You know, like, I I get it, right? (laughs) I get it. I get it, right? And then you got to go back and watch your game. And it's taking these guys – you know, 20, 30 years in order for him to get into the end zone. But look, there's nothing wrong with being conservative. There's nothing wrong with it. And um, I just want people to understand that as long as you're winning, I don't care how you do it. You know what I'm saying? I, look, if you, I don't care how you get, you know what I'm saying, to Atlanta, all right? Some people can get to Atlanta in a Ferrari. That's cool. Some of you get there with a Fiat. But guess what? The Fiat and the Ferrari got to Atlanta. Right, the the Ferrari probably got there faster, but guess what? That Fiat still on the road, it's still ticking, and it's still efficient. You know, hell, it might be even more efficient because you know it probably take you like one one fill up to get there. You know, if you if you're in, I'm I'm looking at it from a geographical area from Myrtle Beach to Atlanta is about five hours. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at it from my geographical standpoint. Right, but y'all y'all get the point. TJ, it's the end of the show. Real quick, thoughts on Tulane and LSU. Look, um, love the fight of LSU. Um, love the fight of Tulane. I'm always going to be rooting for T- Tulane because they always got a special place in my heart because, once again, uh, you know, that that undefeated season that they had back in uh, 98, if I'm not mistaken, with Sean King. I mean, just looking at that brother play the quarterback position, you know what I'm saying, it, it – Gave me a lot of hope, you know what I'm saying? And and watching him facilitate and, and run that offense and put up all those points back in that, that magical year. So I'm always going to have a special place for Tulane. 
so i'm glad at, you know what i'm seeing they didn't get the win last week that's all right you know but they, they fight very hard they they battle they, they're, they're gritty uh, as far as lsu uh they're starting to figure it out they're starting to figure it out um you know I, I still don't feel like they're where they need to be just yet but i just think that you need a few more uh recruiting classes from brian kelly and i think that you'll probably see lsu uh playing in some of those big games but right now i mean you got to be impressed at what they you, what you saw you know the comeback victory versus mississippi state uh new mexico i mean that was pretty much obvious that they should have steamrolled them boys um they call you know getting that get right game um but i like what i see i don't think that i don't think the lsu is where they need to be yet they not like at the point where they can like continuously compete with a team like alabama but brian kelly is more than capable of getting the right recruits in there we know he can recruit his tail off with the restrictions that they had at notre dame when it came to the recruiting process now that you don't have that anymore like you don't have to worry about you know a guy having this standard and that standard and this clothes and that clothes you can just go out there and recruit the way that you want to so he's going to be bringing some top-notch guys to baton rouge and i think a lot of people feel like that's long overdue and it's time for the LSU Tigers to get back to those winning ways they had. So, yeah, but I, I like both teams. Um, I like the, the scrappiness and the grit of Tulane. And I like what Brian Kelly is trying to build out there in Baton Rouge. It's just going to take some time. Uh, Tulane old uniforms were the best uniforms on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like I definitely like the uh, – well, I like the, the helmets now, even though, you know, that was a throwback to what they used to be with the wave on there. I, I like the green helmets when they used to have this two lane on the side. You know what I'm saying? It was it wasn't the like the coolest helmet in the world, but it was sleek. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, you know what I'm saying? It was no nonsense, right? You know what I'm saying? And it also I feel like it set a tone. Like sometimes, you know, all these fancy, smancy uniforms, sometimes, you know, it can kind of take away from the intimidation process. But having that green uniform and just having two lane on the side, it's like Look, we ain't can't we ain't about them fancy uniforms. We ain't about all that. We just about our business and I actually have a I actually have an appreciation for that, you know. I know sometimes, you know, we want to celebrate in the end zone, but sometimes it's it's good to be Barry Sanders and throw the ball to the to the referee. Not always about being the center of attention, it's about how, how you're producing. TJ, I just uh uh let me see, started paying attention to college football, and I think I'm slowly becoming an Ohio State fan. Well, look, Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country. They can continue to produce like top-notch uh players no matter who the coach is and there's a standard. There's a standard at Ohio State that, you know, Urban Meyer, Jim Tressel, you know what I'm saying, Woody Hayes uh left behind. You know what I'm saying? Like those those guys like left behind, you know what I'm saying, a, a legacy that can't be duplicated. And there's a certain standard when you go to Ohio State. So they're going to continue to like, they're going to continue to dominate the Midwest and they're going to continue to, you know, get players from Ohio as well as Michigan because those are two really good uh, pipelines, really good pipelines. So, I mean, I think they're a good team. Uh, how about them JSU Tigers? Oh, man, come on. <laughs> I'm extremely happy to be a Jacksonian, you know what I'm saying, an alumni of Jackson State University. Sky's done a really good job. You know, like Deion Sanders, Coach Prime is doing a really good job. And they steamrolling guys. And this is what you expect. Like you expect dominance. I mean, you, you get all those talented players, you recruit well, 
Um, I expect for them to be steamrolling teams. And I don't think that it's going to stop. The only, the, only, the only team that can stop Jackson State is Jackson State. That's just what it is. I mean, Valley had a lead for about 20 seconds, and then Jackson State just came right back there, and they didn't score another point. So if they continue to be on that, you know, and, and stay focused and dialed in, ain't nobody beating Jackson State. Uh, I say that with so much confidence. Do you guys realize that the only way to stop James is to send the house every play? Do y'all really know football or just root for the Saints to win? I think it's the latter, Jerry. I think it's the latter. Good night, Joe. Hey, man, good night to you. We about to wrap it up anyway, man. I'm just answering these last few questions. Just joined the show. I'm mad TJ James is still struggling against the Panthers. Well, you know, I mean, that's his Achilles heel. It's been throughout his career. Uh, them overhyped Buckeyes playing a Big Ten. And, uh, yeah, you probably going to be uh, a little bit overrated. Or you're going to be considered overrated until you actually maybe make the college football playoff. And then, you know, those answers will be those questions will be answered in a college football playoff. Uh, Live 32 City says, TJ, why are we paying Taysom Hill $10 million a year to play five snaps a year? And uh, we let guys like Armstead, Marcus Williams and CD go. That's a good question. I wish I had the answer for you, but I do not. All right. Uh, All I know is Taysom Hill is a great weapon to have. He generates a lot of offense when he's out there. But I mean. He ain't been out there. And some look, the best ability is availability. Tulane, Ryan Griffin, J.P. Lawson, Sean King, Patrick Ramsey were all Tulane legends. Uh, they had a little success in the NFL. Oh, man, I mean, all those guys, you know what I'm saying, ended up going to the NFL. So that, that speaks volumes. And in a lot, you know what I'm saying, these guys right here, like J.P. Lawson, Patrick Ramsey, I mean, these guys were like top picks. You know what I'm saying? They weren't like number one picks, but they, they were picked very, pretty high. You know what I'm saying? So, man, yeah. And Sean King, you know, I mean, he played the NFC Championship game with Tampa. I hated Tampa, but I love Sean King. Uh, Must be nice having a good swag football team. Meanwhile, all we got is Southern and they damn Trump. (laughs) Well, look, man, Southern is a good football team. They play, they, they good, man. It just, I mean, you played against LSU. We weren't going to win that game, man. And, um, Hey, they still got some talent out there. You know, so I, I still think that they're recovering uh, from losing their coach, you know, saying who decided to go to another team. But he was a he was a really good coach. Um, and I just think that they're trying to figure things out. Uh, but we all know in Louisiana, they got some dogs out there. So shout out to my guy, Glenn Bell, who played safety for Southern, you know, during the time when we were in college. Um but yeah, man, they always find them dogs. But I think they'll be all right. Hit the like button. Prime may become uh, the modern era Eddie Robinson. I don't think Deion Sanders is gonna stay at Jackson State long. I think <laughs> I think he's probably gonna stay about as long as Shadua gonna be there. I think once Shadua graduates or leaves, that's when Deion Sanders is gonna leave. Cause look. I do feel that his heart is in the right place trying to change the narrative of how you see swag. But my biggest issue is you got a lot of jealousy within the swag. And I think he going to kind of get, you know, tired of it because a lot of these guys are failing to work with him because 
like I said, it's a lot of envy. It's a lot of envy because, man, come on, man. Y'all, y'all know y'all know y'all folks. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all know y'all folks. If it don't come from them, then they they getting all jealous and stuff like that, right? It can be a good idea, but just because it didn't come from them, they ain't gonna be, they ain't gonna want to do it. A lot of a lot of haters, you know what I'm saying? A lot of hatred. And I just think that he probably gonna get tired of it and they're gonna leave. And then not to mention, I don't feel like he was gonna be there long term anyway. I mean, this is what was told to me. You know, shouts out to uh to my homeboy. I ain't gonna I ain't call his name, but you know, I knew I knew Deion Sanders was coming to Jackson State before it happened. Uh, my my boy, who was a part of the alumni association, was on the phone with him. You know, during the time when they was getting everything together, and I think that was the only issue was I think you needed a college degree in order for you to coach, uh, you know, college football. So that's the reason why you know Deion Sanders like he got his degree from some university in Florida somewhere. You know, that was the only thing that was prohibiting him from doing it. Once he did that, then he was able to coach Jackson State. But the plan was him to be there like three or four years. And that's why you see a lot of emphasis on, you know, his channel and him promoting his kids and stuff like that. Because I think he just I think this time around is more about elevating uh, his his kids brand more so than elevating his because he's certified. So I think they probably got him about as long as Shadur Sanders, the quarterback. After that, I feel like he's probably going to go somewhere else. And then he's probably going to lead. Hopefully, Jackson State replace him with somebody better, you know, because, boy, all them beatings these teams been taking, you know they're going to be trying to put 80 on Jackson State every week. <laughs> TJ, the people out here at Bad Rules really was thinking uh, Southern was going to win after their first game. I don't know why. I don't know why, but Coach Prime is a Florida boy. We feed off the hate and shoot it back to you. Yeah, that's the reason why he's been, you know, padding them stats, you know, putting up them points. Jameis is on pace to throw 25 to 30 picks. Well, let's hope that don't happen. Hope he turns it around. Me too. TJ is more mental than physical with Jameis Winston. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for real, I was uh, laughing all the way driving down <laughs> the scenic highway. Uh, that was uh, some hurt. Uh, they were so hurt. Oh, you talking about uh, Southern? Yeah, they're pretty sure they were. They're pretty sure they were. Uh, DA with Winston out there with bad back. Yeah, Sean had Drew out there with bad ribs. And Taysom started at quarterback with bad throwing hand. That Taysom offense was trash as well, not to mention Mike T., and Delvin, bro, um, Minnesota would run through the whole SEC. Are we talking about the Minnesota Golden Gophers or the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> you know, if we talk about the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, I, I pretty, uh, I pretty much agree with you. Talk about the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. I got I haven't seen many Golden Gopher games. If we talking about the Minnesota Golden Gophers. But uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that checked out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all for being here. I ask that you hit the like button on your way out. Uh, make sure that you uh, follow on Facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. And previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. We're also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Okay? And also you can check me out on Twitter if you're into that type of thing. TJ Jones 8. T-J-A-Y jones eight 
All right, hope everybody has a good morning, noon, night. Shouts out to everybody that called in. Like always, all I got to say is, who that?